Dude, oh, it, I would I would turn the game off and never play again. Yeah. <laughs> This is the Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Folan. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we're going to be bullshit about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Today we are dousing the shit out of each other in the backyard with some brand new Super Soaker 50s and then jamming on Sega's 1989 release of Capcom's Ghouls and Ghosts for the Sega Genesis. Woo! Emula- <laughs> emulation <laughs> disclosure. Uh, I played on Fusion on my PC with the proprietary three-button OG gamepad piped in via USB adapter. Jay, how did you play? I played the exact same way, only I had the six-button Genesis mm, controller. Extreme, extreme. Uh, get, getting ahead of the times there, to trying to play, <laughs> playing in the future, playing in 1989 in the future. <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, the other three buttons are completely pointless, but there right, you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the six-button. I don't think the six-button drop. Definitely not until after the Sonic thing happened. Uh, please rate and review the podcast, uh, be part of the ISOH movement, give us validation on your podcast platform of choice in the form of a rating and review, and we will read it here on the pod. What are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? What is that? Is that fucking that Skyriders game or? No, dude, uh, this is not, this is not Outriders. This is Gears Tactics. So from the Gears of War franchise on Xbox, uh, I'm amazed that I got sucked back into this game. So... Gears of War 5 is a game I love. A lot of fun. Definitely have not played through it all. So much to do. But, <laughs> you know, the fact that you can play a lot of cloud games now is, is super cool. So, like, the other day when it was really, really hot, we couldn't really have two Xboxes on. And so I was just kind of looking at, like, hey, what games can I just play through the cloud on my phone? And I found this, and it's really, it's a turn-based tactical game uh, for Gears of War. And... It is a freaking blast, man. I cannot believe... I, I played it when I first saw it, like, I don't know, a year or so ago on Game Pass. And I was just not really in the mood for something that was kind of turn-based like this. But the more I got into it, like, you end up getting so many troops that you can, like, recruit to your deployment team. So I have, like, 14 different troops now. And each of them has their own skill line and, like, different upgraded... Is this real-time? It's, re- it's a real-time thing? It's or? turn-based. It's turn-based. Oh, yeah, so it's so it's really fascinating. There's it's much more complex than I expected from a game like this before because I've played other turn-based games, and so it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. So this is like my four-player squad behind me. If you're looking on the screen, current squad. So yeah. Uh, other than that, shockingly, playing Fall Guys. Have you ever played Fall Guys before? Heard of it? Yeah. Sounds like it should be a comedy. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's like a, it's it's a multiplayer platform battle royale game. And you know, it's it's like an epic game. So the characters are all are very colorful and kind of like floppy little cartoony characters. Um, but it, it's a battle royale. But it's like a race. So if you think of like a huge obstacle course, a la uh, like uh, what's that one? Not not Ultimate Ninja Warrior, but just like a big floppy obst- obstacle course. Any any kind of obstacle course. Um, and it's like up to 59 double players. Dare. Yeah, kind of like dare. a huge double dare. Only <laughs> in the face, maybe, you know, 
and with like your cute little nondescript characters and it's up to 59 characters at a time and it's a blast like there's different stages so like you got to be the first i don't know the first stage you may have to be like the first uh uh 40 to make it through to advance to the next stage and the next stage might be like a rotating like disc and you things fly at you and like it'll eliminate 10 people then those next 30 get to move on it's kind of like that so it ends up being like five Jay, different stages you have to I, I cannot put into words how much anxiety the idea of playing with 59 people online at one time gives me <laughs> why <They're, laughs> they they might know. as well be they might as well be like ai though because like you're not talking they're all just like little random characters you're all just racing and trying to like complete the obstacle course so it might as well just be you and ai really you know what i mean like unless now we've done it we're like I would be on my TV and like Courtney played it or Zion played it on the other TV. And that's fun. Cause we know that we're both in the same race, but like, we're not helping each other out. There's no, we just know that we're both trying to qualify. You know what I mean? Other than that, they might as well just not even be human beings unless you're actively like, Hey, talking to people I'm like, Oh, you know, like talking about your freaking experience as you stressfully try to complete this course together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. Like like I said, Courtney even got sucked in. I was like, wow, I, I want to keep playing this. So it, it was something that kind of blew up back in, coincidentally, August 2020, right when the pandemic was going on and everybody was staying at home. And it was released on Windows and on PS4. So it was huge. I knew about it. And now it's on Xbox as well. And so, yeah, it's just another fun, let me go spend, if I have 20 minutes to kill, let me see if I can survive to the end kind of thing. For some reason, this is reminding me of the the Who Done It game that I still want to play that you mentioned a while back. I don't know why that's making me think of that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, what, what the hell was that called? What was the Who Done It game? Yeah, with the on like on the spaceship, someone killed someone. Oh, Among something. Us, yeah, Among Us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's making me think of. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Very different concept, but I, I think <laughs> it's one of those things that will kind of suck you in, especially if you get kind of competitive. Like, oh, because they're obstacles. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not so saying. I think it's the. Fall, I'm not. I'm it's not like, saying. I want to try to do that again. You know? Right. Yeah, I'm not saying the game format. I'm just saying like the, I don't know the, uh, the characters like the kind of goofy yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Go- for sure. goofy multi aspect of it. Oh, absolutely. That's what's that's what people like. I mean, it's free to play, so of course they get you on like. After you play for a while, like, hey, I want my person to look a little different. Give me a little skins. There's a battle pass, all that kind of thing. So naturally, if you want to spend money, you can spend money. But yeah, otherwise, it's a blast. But those have really been the only two games I've been playing outside of just some ESO here and there. Still trialing, working through the latest vet trial with uh, a guild that I'm running with now. So as it goes, as that's it goes. going well. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> What about sure. you, man? Anything besides the Bills, since they're clearly not a game? Like, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, yeah, Bills. Yeah, first preseason game today, so a lot going on. A lot for new hype joint dropped. Woo! Twitter is a Twitter is a blaze. It's fucking got a lot dealing. Got it. Well, got well. So you know, I drop it for the at nine a.m. on the East Coast. That's obviously six a.m. here. So I set an alarm when I do these things. I set an alarm at five forty-five a.m. and I wake up and it's like I have to do like this, like you know, this Twitter dance where like I. <laughs> fucking it's, you know, I, I have the twitter I, I have the tweet timed like the actual release tweet you know like the things are already uploaded and they're set to premiere at exactly 6 a.m west coast time nine, nine o'clock east coast time and so they the, the tweet happened like the actual release happens turnkey i don't have to do it but i have to jump on twitter and essentially 
what I perceive to be cleverly kind of get it out Put into it the build, into the into the mafia, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah, like I spend like I've spent the last two hours like uh, promoting a video that I gains me nothing other than satisfaction <laughs> of people that people do enjoy them it's it's uh, they are very well received and it's awesome uh uh how well that uh they are received but it does nothing for me financially and it's like <laughs> the fact that i spend two hours doing it you know i've I dropped like four or five six of these uh a year and like the fact that i spend as much time i mean I, not that's not even mentioning the time i spend editing them and like right. <laughs> just the amount of time it. it's just another example of i uh, just absolute psych, psych uh, psychotic behavior when it comes to the bills uh, but yeah, first game today. Stoked, even though it's shitty preseason. Uh, so that's that's going on. Uh, and yeah, I haven't fucking really had. I've, uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, I did. I did find time to. to I took my headset to Florida, uh, so I did have time to play kind of the staples and the new labyrinth walkabout course dropped on the twenty eighth, and I was definitely like. You know, it dropped at noon Eastern on the twenty eighth, and at like eleven fifty seven, I'm like. <laughs> refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> like fucking. So yeah, I, I was playing it right away, uh, and it, it, dude, it is. It's not. You saw? Yeah, I assume you haven't played it, right? Huh, dude, know. it's. Uh, oh my god, man, it's. I am so excited. You know, they're doing. Uh, they're dropping a, a course a month now, moving forward, and they have a lot of licensing things cooking, wow. and like they really. I actually listened to the the Rough Talk guys interviewed uh, their senior designer, who was. I mean, this dude has spent his entire life designing Disney amusement park rides and shit like this guy is like a large scale you know world builder basically uh and now he's doing it in vr and you know his like listen to him talk about what they have in the, in the hopper and kind of how they're doing things over there now it's really fucking exciting because this one is just a whole another level of you know like the first it's, it's weird to me that the I mean, I get because the second one's supposed to be kind of scary and or not scary, but like a little more like the hard level that's at night is just like it's at night. So it's just like supposed to be a little they're usually a little uh, I don't know, a little more stoic, I guess, mm -hmm. than the easy version of the course. But the easy version of the course, there's they have characters from the movie in there. So there are it just adds a whole, it just adds a whole new level of life to the uh, environment because, you know, all of those courses are just. Other than the mechanics of the actual holes, you know, maybe like the scythe going back and forth at the beginning of the gothic one, shit like that. Um, there's no, there's no life to the world. They're just kind of static. Right. And this, you know, changes that entirely. And even the environments now, like the, you know, there's like a little swamp marsh thing where everything, the, the shit in it's bubbling up and it's just it just generally has more life i think the world which of course adds to the immersion and the enjoyment of it yada 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 but it's also i mean labyrinth again and i still haven't seen the movie which is I, i'm gonna have to watch it um but yes dude what yeah it's you know it's wacky as fuck and they're they embrace that and i guess i was listening to something else about it like i guess the course is like a perfect linear progression through the story i guess like as far really? as the character introductions and like the narrative oh, of the 18 holes is not just a random smattering of how do we pack this together it's like a well thought out telling of the oh. actual film story so 
you know, I, I think if you have seen it, it's probably even that much more enjoyable. And, and you know, that, I mean, even that first day, I played with a few people. Like, I remember probably playing with one guy, and he was like, yeah, he was all fucking ape, you know, amped up about it. And he's like, what do you mean you haven't seen this? You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that is yeah, the correct yeah. response. Right. So, yeah, but it's so dude. And then the characters are all, you know, they're interesting as fuck. And, they're, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so. Now I got to go play it. Like, what are oh, we doing dude, after this? Like, what are we it's doing? Let's <laughs> fucking play, dude. I mean, I got to watch a Bills game, but after that, I can play. The, <laughs> the yeah, it's so damn good, dude. It's so fucking good. And it's, you know, they add new mechanics, man. There's this. I don't want to spoil it because the first time I did that hole, I was like, you, know, you just, you know, you, you get to it and you're like, what the fuck am I going to have to do here? <laughs> like, oh, what, what the fuck is going to happen on this? And then you, you know, you kind of just take the plunge and do it and you watch the physics of it play out and you're like, oh my God, this is fucking unreal, dude. It is, oh, it's just so fucking good. And then, yeah, they get the hard course is insane. The hard course is absolutely bad shit insane. But it's all, yeah, it's so fucking good. So fucking good. And I just, yeah, I cannot, I, there are no words to explain how excited I am for that company moving forward they're just doing uh, they're they're making game you know they're ma- they're making experiences it's like i said about fucking outer wilds it's like that I, I you call that a game as an insult it is a world that you get to do an activity that you enjoy in that is on a whole other level than a video game yeah um, nice. so yeah that's very cool. And then, yeah, a little bit of fucking walkabout. And I actually started, you know, whenever whenever I'm working, I get a little bit of, I start get, get a little bit of civ in because I can just fire that up on my fucking laptop while I'm working and just like, do fucking, you know, one, two or 75 turns, whatever, and then back to whatever <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, turn-based strategy, I got a little of that in. But yeah, not a ton of time down in Florida. Florida is, whew, bro. <laughs> I don't know the last time you were in Florida, man, but that is... I. It's not a habitable climate. It's not habitable. There's, I don't know how human beings live there. And like, you know, it's one thing. Like, I never left the Airbnb. I, I was just fucking, I went to set twice. Like, wow. the whole time I was there. Like, I just, you know, luck, I'm fortunate enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do a job there where I don't have to go out into that shit. But, like, if you, you know, just like driving to the gym and you see people fucking walking or down the fucking street or riding their bikes looking like they're going to work or something like I fucking I would give, like that's why people eat people's faces off and shit there like if you had to walk to some shitty job that you hated in that climate you just show up and just murder someone like what I mean like it's absolutely makes total sense why crazy shit happens down there it's not a reasonable place to expect human beings to maintain sanity in dude it is ridiculously disgusting weather i just was it's miserable absolutely miserable place to be right now i just don't know how anyone does it i feel so bad for everyone living there like it is just like it's like you walk out of the airport it's like getting punched in the fucking face like literally i walked out of the airport at i got there yeah it was at night i got there late at night it was like nine o'clock at night i walked out of that door for my uber and it was just like Boom! Like someone just fucking. I was like, "What the? <laughs> like this is not air, you know? Like my grandma, she's not granted. She's ninety one, but she's like, I can't even go get the like the trash can at the end of my driveway. Like I'd fucking die basically coming back. Like, <laughs> oh like empty. Gosh, I'm dude. empty. Empty garbage can. She's saying, she's like, I can't. I just can't do it. I like like. She's like, you know, I can't do laundry. Like I just like 
fucking I don't nothing. Like I can't do like nothing. <laughs> what was outside. it like a hundred there? Like what are we talking about? It's like <laughs> it's like ninety degrees and the humidity is like wet wool blanket. That's oh. that's the that's the percentage <laughs> of the humidity is a wet wool blanket stuffed into your throat. That's what it is. That's that's where the people human beings live there and walk around in it. It's fucking insane. It's insane behavior. Oh. I don't know how anyone does it. And I my you have my dearest fucking uh i don't know compassion em- empathy for anyone that has to and doesn't literally does, does the first time someone does anything that's like slightly not their optimal thing for that human being to be doing they don't just rip their head off because it's, i was just miserable the whole time i was there from a weather standpoint you know well i'm sure uh, the people who live there have adapted but yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know man i don't know how you do that i don't know i don't think i don't think human biology i don't see how human biology uh, can uh, maintain any sort of homeostasis in that. I just don't see how it's possible. <laughs> in any event, uh, yeah, I didn't play a lot of games, but I did play Ghouls and Ghosts. Let's talk about that. Level two theme, the village of decay and destruction, bringing us into our synopsis. Josh, what is going on here? Eerie music greets you as you begin the ghostly journey into a land of ghouls and goblins. You're Sir Arthur, a knight with one huge headache. The wicked and evasive Prince of Darkness has once again pillaged your land and plagued your people with paralyzing fear. Plus, he's taken your girl, a real princess with a mean temper, and she... She's held captive against her will. To avenge your village and get your gal, get ready for an intense battle of wills. Yours and theirs. Dun dun dun! It <laughs> seems perfectly appropriate for them. Yeah, the yeah. that's exactly what they're going for. They want that to play in your head after they after after you finish reading, no doubt. What kind of game is Ghouls and Ghosts, Jay? I mean, other than a motherfucker. What kind of game is, is Ghouls and Ghosts? I mean, clearly it's a side-scrolling platformer. I mean, lots of platforminess, scrolling, Platform- back and forth. <laughs> I mean, platforminess and scrolling. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what we're scrolling. doing. It's 1989, 1990, of course. Yeah, it is 1989, September 89, specifically, when it came out. And we've done September 89, like shit that happened that month, at least 75 times. So I just skipped historical occurrences. <laughs> this time around. So let's talk about the artwork, the cover art. This box art is fucking great. I love yeah. this box art. It's so good. It's so Genesis and so good. So early Genesis and so good. There is an illustration on the customary black thatch pattern background. And center mass on said illustration is Sir Arthur in golden full plate armor, head to toe. A red cape, a massive golden lance in his right hand. His left gauntlet high in the air above his head with lightning coming down into it. And then lightning bolts are also hitting him from the right and left. And sometimes you get key art that strays from what is actually found in the game. Capcom has probably the most gregarious uh, oh, man. instance ever with the first Mega Man, you know. So I think it's notable to say this is a perfect representation of the character and the gameplay. You're gonna go, you're gonna get on the cart, you know. And I thought that was really cool to me. I obviously didn't know it when I was first. Doing this part of it, but as I got into the game, I was like, "That, yeah, that's fucking, that is exactly, you know, 
the golden armor, that's the, the red cape, like all oh, that's just so perfectly represented here. I thought it was worth mentioning. And he is standing on some rocks next to a stream coming from a waterfall in the distance. Up above him is a mean-ass looking, huge, no idea what the fuck this is thing. <laughs> it has one eye, so Cyclops is apropos, seemingly. But it has huge fangs, green skin, a clawed hand reaching out. But the head is seemingly coming out of the right arm of a suit of armor with an empty space in the place where the head should be. And I don't know, there's no idea, man. I was like, I was hoping it would come to light in the gameplay, and I guess it kind of would. But, yeah, when I was first dissecting this, I was like, I've never seen that in all my Dungeons & Dragons bullshit, Dragon Magazine reading, fucking fantasy game, RPG playing motherfucker. Like, I've never seen anything like that. So, and I think, dude, and I guess maybe that's the first step down the road of a thing I'll probably bring up a lot here. There's so much originality in this game, I think. You know, and, and like, it's also really notable, and I ended up going back and listening to it, the episode that Jab and I did on... Ghosts and Goblins on the NES. I just, you know, I wanted to have it kind of seeded what we bitched about, what the gameplay ticks, and yada, yada, yada. Just yeah. some, see if there's some tendencies, because this is the first time, and it's been part of my pitch of this many times, uh, doing a game app on it, is like, this is the first game where the pod has like a previous installment to work from and looking where this is all about the, the progression of the, you know, the, the console scene in the US and like seeing. Like, very closely related data points, the, the the space between them and what happened between them is really interesting first-time uh, occurrence for us here. So, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of really, really cool, interesting shit in this game. And, I mean, this character is just, just one instance of that. You know what's funny, though? When I look at the cover here, I interpret this as... First of all, yes, I completely agree. This looks like straight from the game. But I look at that empty head as maybe... You know, at one point in the game, you're fighting two of the heads. Like, one comes out this side, one comes out the other. So I was like, maybe one just got destroyed. That's a logical assumption, but perhaps that's not what the character is, (laughs) (laughs) as as we'll find out. But yeah, that is a very reasonable. And I'm sure maybe I had that slight, uh, that idea too. Like, what, maybe, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Like, what did it move? Yeah, what's the deal there? But yeah, that is definitely, uh, that's the first boss in the game, basically. I guess there's no point in being, like, considering that a spoiler here. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the first boss in the first level. So, say so yeah, the Sega Genesis logo is up top as well. The title treatment in solid red letters with a white outline down below. On the back of the box, we have three screenshots. One big, two little. All three look pretty dope and feature nice-sized set pieces worth looking at. I thought they were good screenshot choices. And there's a real nice passage of original copy here, too. And the end is pretty fun, so... I will uh, gurgitate that right now. The only problem, you'll have to learn how to use it. And magic, that is, that's what they're talking about. And avoid it, because their magic has the power to change you into a helpless duck, among other things. But there's not much time. Lives depend on you. So brandish your sword and make munis meat of your foes. And that is M-U-N-I-C-E meat. What is munis meat? Okay. <laughs> I mean that sounds like a massive typo to me. I I I got no munis. Now see, I I that's you're right. You're correct. I definitely cruised over to the Google box, full of curiosity, certain that I was about to have a lifetime of using the word mincemeat incorrectly thrown in my face. Like one of the we've t- we've had a few of these before. Yeah. Where I've talked about like I spent my whole life just thinking something that was that way because whatever <laughs> and. 
just the slightest bit of Googling tells you that you've been living your life uh, a lie <laughs> for 30 plus years, you know. But no, it is just a fucking typo. And how do you choose to use a colorful word like mincemeat and blow it? That That is a question worth asking, I think. But. It had to be somebody who's never heard of it, and they were just like, all right, just typing. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, yeah we were talking about before, like, what a writing, like, just right-click thesaurus and, and word and just, like, pick one. But in that case, though, you would think, well, clearly this is before word, but the, <laughs> you know, the, in the case of you do it on word, you at least get the right spelling when you do it, so you can't fuck that up, but... Yeah, that is kind of the same thing, I think. Yeah, like, what's the... Oh, I just heard that guy say that one that... Uh, Munis meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool word. Let's go with it. You know, and, yeah, there's no one over there. Samsonite. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And there's just no one at Capcom with enough fucking uh, English fluency to be like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, we should check right. that. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, 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 no, let's check good. it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we got fucking... We got to get to the bar. Let's go. So the manual, uh, which is in the show notes, as they always are, is 26 pages, color covers, black and white innards, that's how the Sega manuals are in this era, and they open with a two-banger of story and illustration that I dig, Sir Arthur in all his glory on one page, and the other is a really detailed and cool-looking long aerial shot of the world the story takes place in, which is really good, giving you an idea what the fuck you're getting into, because, and, and I think that's key, too, because even though we have an in-game map here... And this was a thing with the first one too. I, and it, you know, yeah, it's just it's, it's, that's a perfect example of something that like, oh, that was a problem in the first one, and it happened to me again here. And I, you know, I didn't I didn't listen to the episode until I was well into the play too. So I had already had a few things like kind of slap me in the face mm-hmm. when I was playing, where I was like, that's fucking weird and off, you know? Ah, that's kind of I'm not that's not ideal, you know? And I listened to the fucking pod. And like we bitched about this already, and the like this is this is like this is what they want. This is this is their game. This is the kind of game they want to do. They're repeating known problems that there's no way they didn't know about. Like, or yeah, I don't know. Just I guess there's it's possible, but there's so much time and so many multiple ports and development things happening between then and now, playtesting what have you, that there just had to be some knowledge that this was something that maybe at least some people didn't like, and they were like, I don't give a fuck. That's that's cool. That's that's here. the story world. That's the game world. That's the game we're making. That's what it is. Roll with it or fuck off. <laughs> you know, and you, you, there's only so much about that that you can bitch about. You know, if it's known, it's one thing if you don't do a, a good job of playtesting and you just make a bad game. But if you make a hard game with things that not everyone likes, but you go fuck you, I like it or I want it to be that way, and we're keeping it. Like that's a creative choice, you know, and like that I respect. So yeah. <laughs> Pages 10 and 11 are a screenshot, uh, or a screenshot of that map screen that we just mentioned, and some really fun stage breakdown copy that I'll throw out as we go through the playthrough. There's five stages. The first three have two parts to them, so it's eight separate areas by the developer's measure, and this is a perfect example of another thing. Like, I get into these games, and this was a problem with the first one, I don't even know when I'm changing levels. I don't even, I'm not even sure when I'm in another level or not. You know, it doesn't necessarily differentiate it with some major events boss whatever you know you can get all the way through what the manual says is a separate stage or or, or level and be like oh fuck that was the you know <laughs> like i gotta go back and fix my notes now <laughs> which is i understand probably good for a player not doing a podcast but annoying for a podcaster doing a game <laughs> exactly 
Then the next two pages are a solid weapon breakdown. There are six different weapons, and then each has its own unique magical capability, too. And I thought it worth mentioning or going through each one of these because they are such a big part of the gameplay. So you have, you start with a sword, and this can be thrown. It has a torpedo magic that fires up, uh, uh, up, right, and left simultaneously. And then there is the big axe, and this can penetrate things when thrown. Has exploding magic that blows shit up when you, you use the magic version of it. And that is like a, I never liked it because of its slow deployment, but the this game does a lot to make that valuable to you in obstructions that you're or with obstructions that your most of your projectiles cannot pass through so having that capability does mean something in this game for sure if you can deal with the slower clip rate of, of the attack but wait you're, you're talking about the exploding magic the magic Oh, to be honest, yeah, I never used the big axe enough to use that magic, so I don't even know oh, what... I didn't even see that in action. I'm just speaking of the base oh, attack of it. Oh, yeah. fascinating. I actually yeah. used the... We'll talk about it, but I... Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk... Yeah, I got... I, I found things that I liked. I okay. played, like, 70% of the game with two different weapons, and I was like, no chance and fuck was I not... Was I picking up any other weapon because of enough trial and error that okay. I hated the other ones. So, so fascinating. Such a different strategy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they do, and, and, dude, it's, it's another great thing about this game. There is a lot in here, despite the seemingly linear nature of it, that allots you some creative license, some agency over how you want to play this game, you know, and how you want to attack it. And in turn, replayability and allowing you to attack it in different ways even yourself, you know what I mean? So, like, there's, I think, for what could have, you know, what can be a very boring genre in the action platformer, or at least a very straightforward genre without a lot of variance to it, I think this game does a good job of giving you options on how to play this game. Because they, yeah, these weapons, like I said, once I found the things that worked for me, I was like, I don't want any of the other shit. I don't give a fuck what you got. <laughs> like, I know this works. I know how it works. I can dependably rely on it to work that way. And I need to finish this game because I got to get to work. <laughs> so, yeah. And the next one is the Super Sword, and it can't be thrown. So this is a you know just a melee uh, attack. It does twice the damage, so that's appealing. And also, I mean, I, I never saw it. That sounds like an amazing magic attack—the Thunder Dragon magic that kills everything in the sky. What? Like to kill flying enemies are always one of the bigger pains in the asses I've in never, these games. I never saw that. Yeah, me either. I mean, there's just—I don't know how you ride with that and not be able to have a ranged attack. It's just—I. That's really that's fucking. Like, is that, are you just making? You're just trying to make the game hard at that point, right? Right. Well, you know, again, it, it's. It's a perfect example of like how far you can go. Like I'm sure that magic attack is dope as fuck. They know that that is a very limiting thing with the base weapon. So I'm sure the, the magic attack is really dope. And the double damage, I mean twice, that's a major multiplier. <laughs> Especially on the harder but levels. But that's what you need on any kind of like game that correctly like gives a bonus to a melee person, you know. Like if you are limited in melee, you should have a bonus damage versus. Yeah, you say that. You say that like these old school Nintendo games are fair or or Genesis, whatever. These old school but games no. are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely get it. I'm saying the fact that that is thoughtful enough to be yeah, in right, here right, right, is right. impressive. You know, yes. it's like wow. Like Agreed. yeah, I, 
I, I would not have expected such a thing. Reading it here is kind of like, wow, that's amazing. I still don't want it, but that's... <laughs> that's cool that I have that option if I want to exactly. go that route. Yeah, no doubt. Then the there's the fire water, and this spreads fire from an impact point. So it's kind of a little similar to like a holy water in Castlevania or something. Wherever it lands and breaks, it does like a little fire thing that spreads out in both directions. Dude, I love this weapon. This, this thing is This great. is one I this is like, nope, don't want that. <laughs> it's, it's too oh. limiting, man. Like, you can't... It can't, you can't. I would throw it over and over so that, like, I'm just spreading fire everywhere. Right. Nothing's getting at me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was, it, it's weird because it seems like something that's like, why am I using this? And it felt awkward at first, but once I realized I could just kind of just spread fire freaking everywhere, yeah. I kind of got used to it. Like, okay, all right. This is. Uh, I, I bet that, did you, so did you try, try the, I never tried the, the magic attack for that either, the fireball magic? I did. did. Dude, it, that. It's dope I, as fuck. Yeah, I'm sure it's dope. I, I use that often. I would just. In between enemies, like when there was no enemies, I'm I'm charging it right. up. Just yep. so as soon as enemies on the screen, release. Charge that's how I, release. Like that's release. how I was. Yeah, we'll get to the, the to the one that I really <laughs> liked. Uh, but yeah, I mean that the the magic. We'll talk about that too, I guess. But yeah, the magic employment is also like I really like that mechanic, the deployment mechanic for the magic attack because it it's perfectly. They found a perfect way to do it that like there's an economy to it that you can't spam it. If shit's hairy, but if you're able to be strategic and calculated, you can, you can, you know, you can use it as needed. It's not like, like, you know, I'm, I'm always so apprehensive about using my, my economy, you know, using up my fucking resources. I'm too conservative in that regard. So this was very freeing in that there was no truly finite economy to it. It was just a matter of strategically. You know, it, it has a it has a cooldown, so you know you have to just use it in a, in a in a methodical way. Uh, but you didn't you didn't run out of it, so you don't have to fear running out of it. You just have to be smart with how you do use it and how frequently you use it. So I really I, like I that wish, too. I just wish I knew this all existed, honestly. <laughs> I, I I will tell you, and we'll get into more of it later. But I read the manual up until page eight. Uh, no, that's, page that's not... six. I was just, I just looked and I was like, "What are the controls?" I was like, "All right." <laughs> that's good. That, that's definitely the first stop. So you're, that's smart. If you're gonna like only consume some of it, that's definitely a key, an <laughs> integral thing to check on for sure. Because yeah, I mean, there's there are a handful of things we'll get to them, but uh, you know, I I would forget about them and not use them, and like I should. I honestly, even though I read clearly read the manual in detail. I don't do a good job maybe necessarily of always internalizing everything, particularly in the controls, because that's so far from where I'm at when I'm looking at the manual. I'm so like, this is the part before I start playing the game, so that's not the thing I need to worry about yet. <laughs> I need yeah. to make, I need to build it into my process to always go back to the manual when we get to that control and HUD section after we fire the game up, you know? Because, yeah, there are things I always, for the magic, the fucking um, Moonwalker had, had a couple things yeah. I totally forgot to fucking use and employ because I'm a fucking idiot, you know? So, yeah, that, that's something I need to, I need to, I need to get better. New Year's resolution. <laughs> The next one is the discus, and oh man, I fucking love this. You throw it from a kneeling position, and it will skim the ground, like the contour of the ground. So when you get into those hilly parts, or like, what is that, stage four, where you're in the, like, you're going down into the cavern, and there's those those declines, and things are popping up out of the declines, so if you just fire straight ahead, you're going to fire over their head, but if you have this, it will skim the ground, and 
and hit them right at the the where they meet the ground and that is just oh or over the little there's little inclines too or the the actual hills so it'll go over top of the hill and then go back down the other side like oh my god it was fucking just so useful it does have i think the shittiest magic power though the magical shield that appears in front of you like i it just i tried to like find a way to make it useful and like it just i never really had any use for it so that was kind of a bummer but it, i mean again that's that's probably fair because the it's a pretty usefulness of the base attack was just I'll so spam that good. everywhere yeah, I was, yeah when i got that it was back off back off and you know it, it's awesome that you don't have like you like, that they worked in a very not fuck you uh, control way to be able to choose whether you're doing that skim thing or just throwing it straight ahead. You know, like it's very easy to do the duck and and do it, and it doesn't ruin the play experience at all to have to Im- do that extra little step for that attack. You know, so uh, it was very well done in that regard too. And then lastly, well, not lastly actually, but as far as what's here in the breakdown. The last one they have here is the dagger, and this can be thrown the farthest and the fastest. So it's very similar to the first weapon, the lance, but it goes farther, and you can fucking really fucking really hammer them out, which is nice. And then the double magic is incredible. It creates an invincible double of your sprite to fight with you for a limited time, and the sprite is like on delay. So, you know, you jump, throw an attack, there's like a second before that uh that instance of you does that same thing you know so like you can you can basically if you get really good at it you can anticipate when because most times it's like the bosses in particular the most dangerous time to attack the the, whatever their weak point is is when they're doing a projectile or they're attacking you know uh but that's also their weakest time usually so if you can use that thing properly you can just throw it into the fire basically and let it fucking get hit while it's doing the attack that you did a second ago and that is if you can really get good at that it is such a powerful tool so yeah that was an incredible that was the one i mean what even you know the discus i would yeah there were like kind of strategic moments where i knew that was a helpful mechanic but any other time i'm trying to have the dagger because that is just the magical power is incredible and the base attack is just like a you know just you have it's powerful enough anyways and you just have so much spamming capability that it's fucking great you know i loved it dude i i can't even believe i we had such such different experiences. I, I never used this. I didn't. Oh this my existed. god, Jay, you fucking. Goes. I didn't know this existed until afterwards. I until after I was done playing, and I was just looking up a video, and I was like, "That looks, that looks interesting. I wonder yeah. what that would be like." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to why I never experienced this later. But it's, okay. that, that looks sounds like a fun a fun way to play. It was it was a dope tool for sure. <laughs> it explains here that these weapons are awarded in quotations, as you advance, but that you can choose not to take a new weapon if you so choose by jumping over it. And yes, this is like giving the player agency over their experience. And I support and uh, or rather support and applaud that design choice infinitely. And this is, a, 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 again, just one of many things I'll always hit on as we go through here. This was present in the first game too. And this was part of the gameplay, like giving you a bunch of different weapons. You don't have to take them. You can choose. But the possibility exists of you accidentally getting it and it's 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 a total fuck you moment. You're like, 
Ah! God damn it. Can I tell you that was definitely a safe spot that it took me over and over because I kept accidentally having to like land on the weapon. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, sword yeah. that I'm trying to avoid. And I was like, I don't want this friggin' sword. Yeah, and it's such a you know, it's just such a funny like Friday the thirteenth had that too. It's like it's it's something that, you know it's you know, you're pissed. Like the reason you're so pissed is because it's not something it's a power up. Like you're not it's not like getting smacked in the face by something. It's like, you know, it's like uh, being handed your favorite food, but you eat it and it's something's off about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like it, you, it should be a positive and it kind of still is, but fuck. <laughs> it's like. It's like being handed your second favorite food. You have your favorite food already <laughs> in your hand, and somebody trying to hand you something. Someone just stuffing it's good, stuff. but it's not. You're like, no, I'm. Good. I got this one though. I'm all set. Here, I'm no, all set. Yeah. I, I can't eat both. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, they don't taste good together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the steak. I don't need the cake. I'm good. <laughs> Maybe later. The yeah. So the two after that are further info. The two pages after that are info on further pickups uh, or other pickups and shit. There are chests and jars that are explained as being carried by demons, and you can get cool shit out of them. The only things they actually list are four sets of armor. There's the red armor, which is found in jars, and these are just points, 200. Then there's big red armor, same, but 500 points. Then there's the silver armor, and this is the replacement of your armor after you lose it when you get hit by something. And then there's the magic armor, and this unlocks your current weapon's magical capabilities. So just, yeah, I mean, the best thing to see in the game, basically, <laughs> if you don't have it. <laughs> it would have been nice to know what this what this was. I Honestly, the whole time coming up to playing this game, like just uh, learning about this game, I, I only saw the silver armor and just assumed like that's the armor that you have. So even in the game, when I got the gold armor, I was like, oh, this just must be like, extra in terms of like maybe i'll get hit twice before right, but no right, i would still get hit once and lose everything so i was kind of for the whole game i was like what is the point of this gold armor oh man jay are you gonna tell me that you didn't use well you said you use magical powers so no, eventually but we'll see okay. Okay. <laughs> but I, it would have been helpful for me to read the whole manual that is the the takeaway here it's always helpful jay there's no downside to it <laughs> <laughs> there's no like, downside. All right, i know what to do let's jump in here i'm a pro yeah. let's go they also mention here that uh, some chests contain a magician, which sounds like a dope thing. Magicians are cool, right? Erroneous! 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 Erroneous on both counts. These magicians do zero cool shit for you. One of two things can happen when, when they appear, uh, at least unless you kill them, which I wouldn't learn until later you can. But thankfully, that's a possibility. Oh. But if you don't kill them and you get hit by their projectile, one of two things can happen. They can turn you into a duck for a limited time, during which you're completely helpless. And then they can also turn you into an old man for a limited time, which you then have very limited abilities. You're slower, you can't jump, I think you attack slower, everything's shitty. And the sprite for it is fucking... The sprite for both are amazing, the duck looks cool too. But the sprite for the old man is fucking awesome. It's like very... This dude with the cane, he's all crippled over, and he's shirtless and shit. It's Yeah, it's really good. Then we get a slickly illustrated four-banger of enemy breakdowns after that. And who was your fave, Jay? My fave. Yeah, of the, of the enemy illustrations. I mean, I guess it can also be influenced by in-game play in retrospect, but... In that case, oddly enough, I like the uh, the Pigman. Yeah, they're cool. Like, 
you could anticipate them, but they did they did weird stuff like I didn't ex- like they would run at you. You had to like take them out because they would mess your world up. Yeah. But then they, they could were... also like spit down at you. So yep. it's kind of like what is happening? Like yeah, they did yep. a lot. They did a lot. Pig vomit. I was really disappointed with all the blurb copywriting, so I'm gonna just going to go with my favorite illustration, and that is the Red Destroyer's King. It's also a cool moniker, I think, but it has Gargoyle vibes. It kind of looks like something that could have been in the Thundercats story world to me. That's what I thought of for some reason when I was looking at it. So. Definitely is intense. Yeah. A helpful hints page is next, and I like how it's just three tiny vague bullet points and then 80% of blank page, highlighting to me in my perception, that they're not going to do much that's helpful for you. <laughs> I can just get you Figure out. it out, homie. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> helpful hints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad podcast, and this is my middle finger up to the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> then we have two pages of standardized Sega manual scorekeeping grids, and that's all she wrote. Jay, notable history. Man, it's funny. This has won numerous awards. Like, that's not so much funny, but just... It's one of those things that I knew growing up that it was a popular game, but I didn't know it had won that it won stuff. So best game of the year according to EGM, best oh, graphics, yeah, best sequel, coolest boss, computer entertainment awards called from them. They gave it Genesis game of the year, video games and computer entertainment game it gave it the best coin op conversion. So I mean, oh, it's shit. it's just got like great reviews across the board. Yeah, I can I, mean, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's funny that, that happened. And I mean, again, just, I I always go back to the fact that this this happened before Genesis happened to me, and that's why mm. I think this whole era eighty nine is just eighty nine and ninety are just I'm just not there yet. So you know, that's why something like this could be as good as it is, and not make it onto my radar, and just me not have access to it, and me there in turn not have the nostalgia for it, and just no real yeah. knowledge of it. You know, so. Uh, I'll use that excuse, but yeah, I mean, I, I can totally see, especially knowing what's available in this era. Like, yeah, I mean, this is fucking, this is, I don't know, I can't, I'm not sure. I can think of anything good from the for that first wave of, especially of this yeah. kind. Like, you know, they have some good, like the sports titles are really good for Genesis, even some of those early ones for, you know, when they were happening. But as far as like this kind of game, like an action platformer like this, like I can't think of anything on the Genesis. It's even fucking close, to be honest with you. You know, in 89, like early in the early no. days of it. But I also think that, like, maybe we were too young to have appreciated the coin op conversion. You're like, I, I, I don't remember playing this as an arcade game. Right. So, like, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, wow, check it out. Now it's all available on Sega. You know what I mean? So, just, it was just a little too, came out a little before yeah. me. You yeah. Know? Before our time. I agree. I agree. Well, no economic analysis because I had life to deal with, but. Let's talk about the game. That is the castle music. That is from level five. And we are now going to talk about the the game. First is the title screen. And it could be much simpler, I don't think. As you can see behind me, that's kind of what's going on there. <laughs> and it, it's, we start with the Sega logo. Uh, and then it cuts to a black screen where the words push start button, flash center mass, and the title treatment drops down from above and into place, ghouls and ghosts. 
That is specifically what's behind me. And once it drops into place, a cool bat image appears behind, and the letters all adopt a bloody drop shadow and flames appear inside them, which is a lit-ass uh, font. <laughs> Very cool. Very different. Very yep. Different. And there's some legalese at the bottom, part of which reads, Reprogrammed game, and I feel like that's something you don't see every day. That specific right. verbiage, you know, reprogrammed game. You hit start and choose one or two player, despite the box art having the one player only mark of the beast emblazoned onto it. Or there's also an options menu that has a huge music and sound effect test feature. Manual says there are 56 sound effects you can fiddle with. And like the actual music cue for the options menu prior to when you start fucking around with the sound of music is also pretty fun. two difficulty settings in here are practice and professional and if you don't click it over professional you must wear the scarlet letter of the word practice being in the lower right of the screen your entire playthrough heckling you in all your inferi inferiority throughout and that's i didn't even know that and matt ghoul pointed it out to me in the just whatever fucking some some comment on one of the the face shit posts He's like something about practice, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize. I thought I didn't know what that meant. I honestly, I thought that was going to go away after the first level, and they didn't go yeah. away. So I, yeah, I ended up just restarting. I restarted so that went away. So I, I played it on professional. Which which difficulty? What did you play it with, dude? I just played it on practice. I didn't even this screen. I didn't. I got. I gave no thought to this screen. Honestly, like I don't know if there was any, if there was a specific consideration. It was kind of just like. I just kind of went with what was there. Like normally, I always always make sure that it's on normal. I, I just looked at this and kind of just went with it. It wasn't until later, I don't know, maybe I was on stage four or something, that I really saw the word practice, and I was kind of just like, why does it? Why does it say practice there? You know <laughs> what I mean? Doesn't feel really like confused. practice. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does not feel like practice. Like what? What is this? You know? So I, I was kind of confused for a second, and then I looked it up, and that's when I sent you that note, kind of like. Where somebody was like, yeah, like if you play it on professional, then you're asking for like the pain of the world and kind of all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm good. I was like, I was confused. <laughs> while I kept seeing this word because it made me nervous. Like, am I not playing the game right now? Like, am I just playing through like a not real mode? I, yeah, I was oh. under, I feared that I couldn't beat the game. That's why I restarted. I feared that, it, especially knowing how this game is after the first experience of the original, like I expected that. It would just shut off for me at some point, halfway through the game or right before the end or whatever. And, you know, I didn't want to do that to myself. So that's that's why I switched Dude, over to professional. I, yeah, out of, out of, literally wow. out of fear. Out of fear. <laughs> I was freaking out because when it happened to me, like I said, I was on stage four or whatever. And I was kind of looking up, but I wasn't sure. So I kept going. But that's when it sent me back to the beginning. And I was at that point, I was like freaking out like. Yeah. Did I waste my time? Did I just yeah. do, you know, we'll like, we'll get into that. Start we'll get into that beginning. further, but yeah, that no, <laughs> it does it has nothing to do with it. Surprisingly. <sighs> Surprisingly. And then we get a kind of way too fucking quick pan across the game map that precedes the stage one start, and you're off. So you get dropped down into there. The that actually yeah, right around where you're at there with the the screenshot behind you. And it, let's talk about the controls and HUD first. 
A jumps and selects options. B attacks and or fires. C jumps and selects options. So, uh, you know, no, I'm not stuck in a broken loop. The A and C buttons are redundant. So there's a certain level of like, when you see that, you know, it's like Sonic. Same thing. All three, that's obviously the extreme version where all three buttons do the same thing. But like there's a, you know, there's like a comforting simplicity to that or, you know, uh, and something about it is, it pleases me that like, even though they have these options, they're like, nah, I'm I don't need that. <laughs> it's funny to you. It's comforting to me. It's so annoying. Cause I'm always like, do I want to use B? Do I want to use, or you know what I mean? Do I want to use C? Do I want to use a, I don't know which one I like the most, which one I, like. <laughs> I got until I get into a mojo, you know, until I get into a groove, it's frustrating to me. It's <laughs> mm, interesting. That's interesting. Paralyzed by indecision. Too much. You can kneel with down on the D-pad, and you can control fire direction while running or jumping, as well as fire downward while falling by hitting both B and C together. The HUD is pretty simple. It's typical arcade shit. We have the score, current, and high scores always displayed up top. We have a time countdown in the top right. You get 2.30, 2 minutes and 30 seconds for the first stage, and then 3 minutes even for every stage thereafter. And uh, that's actually not... Well, maybe it is true. I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure later on, though, there it resets mid-level. Like the last stage, there's some weird. It resets after each one of those mini bosses. I think so. That's not always true, but roundabouts. That's how it works. And you can, of course, croak if that runs out. I don't think that ever happened to me once, though. Even I've as never, never yeah, experienced that so. limited as limited of time as that might seem in a in a vacuum. A box center mass at the bottom shows your current weapon, and when you have magic available, a red meter is in the bottom left, and then lives remaining are bottom right. So we are starting in stage one, the execution place. That's a dope ass name, <laughs> especially Dang. for like just just stage one, not fucking around. And the manual description of this stage is entrance to the demon's world. Spirits of death and vultures are everywhere, and there is awesome imagery right from the jump here. So it's right behind Jay right now. They have large crucifixes and gallows in the background, all adorned with picked clean skeletons. And this is amid sprawling hills that disappear into the dark night. So there's kind of like this, this really good job of portraying depth, you know, to the background, as opposed to a lot of times you just get kind of that one plane of like the shit you can't get to. <laughs> you know, this has like a, and again, like it's, you know, it's, it's not overly complex, it kind of makes me think a little bit of Batman and Batman's use of shadows to, you know, we have limitations, but we tactfully do a good job. Or even of, Super Mario World, same thing. Like, it kind of reminds me of the same ways that they kind of use some of the some of the 3D. Yeah, very right. similar to me. Yep. And yeah, there are storm clouds visible up, up above. There's a, a great looking lightning sprites that will crack down out of them periodically. And the classic theme I recall all too well from the first game on the NES cranks up. And it was like a non-flashback, dude. When it first started up, I was like, oh, like, I, like I, I tensed up. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, and then yeah, looking this up, I would see they named the music tracks for the uh, OST, and that's always a good sign. And the Hill of Torture is the track name here. Hot. 
Did your screen? Yeah. So okay, you, you, we, we yeah, could skip that. We talked about that already. The practice shit at the bottom. Yeah, I didn't like when I yeah when I first turned it on. Like I, again, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I checked that options menu either. Or if I did, I glossed over that. I think because I yeah, I always do. I'm 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 kind of the same way. I'm anal attentive about the instruction manuals. I'm usually anal attentive about those options menus as well. I want to go in there and see what they got. But I think I blew right past the difficulty setting because yeah, it's always normal. Like just normal. I don't need to fuck yeah. with that. I'm not I, don't, going, I know I'm not I don't want to make my life right harder. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make my life harder. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not going to start on something stupid and yeah. just blew right past it. So, uh, yeah, I played. I, I think I got, I might have finished, I think I finished the entire first stage or first two by there. I don't know, you know, through the first boss when I noticed that and then maybe had that conversation with Matt on the, on the Facebook page and was like, I'm just going to start over. Uh, to get rid of that but yeah when i first saw it i was like what the fuck is up with that, <laughs> what does that if, mean? if i had noticed it as early as you did i might have had the same reaction but because i was so far in right you know like, it's kind of just it's like it's gotta well, keep, keep going, going and hope for the best <laughs> so we have skeleton murderers these are the grunt enemies in this level and they start immediately they start clawing up out of the ground and bum rush you when you, when you start the stage, and I love the animation on these. They they have to hoist themselves up out of the ground using their scythes for leverage, you know, which is really fucking cool. They are easily dispatched, and the death animation looks cool, but I can't for the life of me make heads or tails of exactly what I'm supposed to be seeing. It's just like a, a magical explosion of some kind. Like, there's a lot of blue in there, though, and it, it kind of looks like it's yeah, a little bit remnant. What's that? I said everything explodes. There's, there's so many explosions. And right. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the 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 like that blue. Thing, it kind of looks like uh, like when the Roadrunner runs. You know, like the thing left behind him, like the cloud of the poof. You know, like the poof emoji. Yeah, on, on it is like. It's like a little bit of like a I don't know like a missile lawn. I don't know. It has. It's it almost looks like a, a half Ryu fire blue fire. Right. Lawn, right. Like right. Yeah. Kind of yeah. It's definitely not your typical just ship something blowing up and there's like a little bit of yeah. you know. It's, it's uh, like a combination of fire and that right. at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's got like a I mean, and I think this is it make you know I'm not I don't mean this as a derogatory thing like it kind of has like that it has like a magical ethereal look to it that is I think appropriate you know so it's 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 just different. And I can't tell exactly what I'm looking at, <laughs> but it is good. The ground is not flat. It matches the Rolling Hills vibe, and that absolutely affects gameplay and adds depth to it. Like the inclines and stuff change because your projectiles fly straight, in the, with the exception of that one. So it is a when the ground changes level, it fucks with your ability to interact with it for sure. Yes. Also, I think it fills with your jumping mechanics a little bit too, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, so that's a, a big part of the level design is employing that stuff. There's lots of headstones strewn about, and it's a cool sprite for these, but this is, in this level, this is the instant every level has these. In this one, this is the sprite that can stop your land, your projectiles and then in turn protects enemies that haven't passed it yet. Like the enemies can run right through it, you have to jump over it, you know? So they add a, a lot of difficulty too. And uh, this is, yeah, immediately I saw this and I was like, okay, that axe weapon comment in that manual makes sense to me so because yeah you immediately notice like oh this is a problem <laughs> it, it, i think it even gives you that 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 like tried and true video game meep, 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 meep. like that little you know that like it, it's funny how like i don't think of that as being a universal thing but it is so universal you know oh yeah the yeah. ting ting like sorry yeah. you're, yeah. you're just running up against nothing. yeah you're nothing's and yeah that's capcom too it makes me think of Mega Man has that too you know so it's like that must be an in-house like thing you know <laughs> 
So I got my first weapon pickup quite early, the Super Sword, and yeah, I lost my ranged attack, and I was like, no, oh, never picking that up again. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> That's funny. I, I just picked up whatever I found at this point and just went with it, because I'm just kind of like, I don't know what's next, what's going to be, you know, I don't know what's going to be better. I'm just going to pick up things and roll. So I was just grabbing whatever. Yeah, it's that. That's the you know, it, there is no. I thought there might be some kind of like that was the thing in Castlevania. I remember like you know there are some specifically planted weapon pickups in. I mean, granted, those are in candles, so those are like finite fixed locations right. for these things. So that makes a little more sense. Obviously, these come from enemies, so they can kind of be anywhere, and in turn, it's random. But it's interesting that yeah, there is no you know. I, I don't know for sure. I didn't get every weapon in the first level, but I'm thinking maybe it's possible to. You know, if you farm long enough, you might be able to get any weapon. I think. You know, I don't I know so. if there's any level limitations. I didn't notice anything like that, and yeah, so I'm not. I'm not sure. There's no way to know that for sure, really. You know, unless you'd want to just sit and play the first level forever and find out uh, <laughs> yeah, until right. you check them all. See if you get different list. RNG or right. not. Right. So we get buzzards introduced to us. As the manual description mentioned, and these are flying enemies, and I love their death animation. It's like cloud of feathers. It's just like, and like leather feathers fly back and forth. That's really cool. And around their appearance, the castle ruins start with the pile of skeletons beneath it, and I started to see the skeleton murderers popping out from behind yep. BG objects, you know, like the castle walls, trees, and shit, and they, you know, they poke their head out, and they look back and forth, and then they can... it. it it, 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 none of it is a set track. If they're if you're not close enough, they'll just go back to hiding, and you never see them again. At least you know. Again, I didn't. I just hang there and wait and see if they ever came back. But they kind of seem like they just go away. But they'll also sometimes jump out too. So again, just like it's not this just ramrodded fucking linear experience. Like there is like yeah. shit reacting to you know, and that uh, the gameplay can be different accordingly, and that that's really good. Yeah, it really adds to like those add like a. Uh, kind of a horror scary vibe thing that this game wants to have like that kind of adds to that too that that fact that they pop out and whatever and they can also appear from heights above and have a unique animation for deciding to and actually leaping down when they do that when they come out from above too so again just so much variance and so much artwork effort here you know it's really well done yeah i mean you mentioned it even with the with the deaths like each enemy has di different deaths like certain things blow up in fire other things have like yep. you said the magical half death you know it's it's yep. fascinating so it's yeah yeah even batman is in and granted impressive. that's nes so you know, for the limitations but even batman as great as that game was aesthetically everything died the same way and had the same mm -hmm. thing you know even the bosses were just like a little bit bigger version of it you know so that's obviously an extra attention to detail that is worth commending and on both of my first occasions of making a weapon pickup here, the sprite for it was inside of a tombstone. So immediately, I you know I got like a mm, fucking ghost, <laughs> fucking fucked up mm, kind of thing That's going weird. on, you know. So yeah, like up here, like inside the the, the tombstone, like I said, you cannot like, walk through them. What am I gonna them. do here? <laughs> right, yeah, you can't walk through them. You can only jump over them. So like the first one, the super sword uh, pickup, it required some running head first into the right side of the stone and attacking, but I was able to get it. So that's how I, like, I was able to pick that one up. But the second was a firewater, and it did not go so swimmingly. I couldn't get to it. It was unobtainable in there. So, again, it's just kind of like a, like, you don't know. Like, maybe, you know, who knows? Like, you can, it's, you know, it's, it feels like bullshit, of course. And there was that happening to me 
There was zero doubt in my mind that that design flaw was going to rear its ugly head at some crucial point later on in the gameplay. And I just, I hated knowing that in the beginning, that like, <laughs> that was going to fuck me at some point, you know? Oh, that definitely so, happened to me. And I just, yeah. I didn't get it. And it was like, oh, well, that sucks. What are you going to do? You know, and, 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 <laughs> honestly, it never, I, I, you know, I say that uh, from early in my note-taking process, it never came to fruition. And I, I don't think I ever even saw it again after this first level. Hmm. So... You know, it didn't happen. It was a fear I had, and it can happen, but it was not like a rampant thing. And honestly, after playing the whole game, like we just spoke about, the, you you can farm weapon pickups, I think, if you want to, uh, and see them enough that it's anyone, it, missing anyone does not ruin your life. I mean, obviously it can be appealing if you want a certain weapon for where you're at, and you see that and don't get it, that would be a painful, but it's ne it's not like... You're never just, oh, I'm fucked because of that. Happened. I don't know if it's RNG, though. Because, like, I would save scum and the same weapons would drop in the same spots. Like, it may be, like, just programmed to, to drop. Well, and it, it may, spots. you know, the thing, too, it may see, there may, you know, there's a certain point where, like, that code drops into the pipeline. You know what I mean? That's and, true, yeah. That, you know what I mean? That's true. Because you're save stating, you're not loading and reseeding the random generator, you're loading a state. Like a very like a, a a snapshot of code procession. So you know that's, that's I, true. I yeah. If you go back that's far possible. enough, it probably might, maybe wouldn't be the case. But who knows? The first chest appearance I encountered absolutely spat out a magician, and he absolutely turned me into an elderly gentleman. <laughs> yeah, and I would later find you can run and avoid his transformation projectile, and that was nice to find out. Which is it's like a large circle of symbols that luckily has. Uh, completely straight flight pattern to it. It does not, you know, doesn't follow you or anything. So, like, you can even kind of prompt it to, like, if you jump, it'll shoot up in the air a little bit, and that'll allow you to stay beneath, you know, so you can you can affect where it goes even kind of predictably to some degree. So it's, it's not, you know, once you kind of know all their shit, they're not really as big of a, a thing. But I would still say, you know, especially once I had a weapon that I was mm -hmm. fine with, I just fuck those chests. I was going to ask you what your yeah. strategy was there. I would, when I had gold armor and a weapon, I was just avoiding chests. I'm like, yeah. why would I need this chest? I'd, and I'm so for, you know, it's, it's, it's that, uh, the gold coin theory, like, or the, the mega man extra life thing. Like you don't really need it, but man, you just, you're so programmed to want it that <laughs> like I yeah, on occasion would like deviate, even though I didn't need to from my, yes, that policy. And With I, you know, 75 <laughs> maybe even higher percent of the time you're like fuck <laughs> like, i knew it was i knew it wasn't good why did i do it you know but yeah it's just so ingrained and use a video game player to get that loot get to me give me that fucking loot crate <laughs> like for me i would automatically my mo the whole game well the whole first half of the game was just hit the chest and immediately fight like because i because i was thinking yeah. it's either going to be this evil stupid wizard or i'm going to get cool stuff and pick it up anyway so right. that's part of why I wasn't really discriminating. No between. downside. I was just yeah. like chest fight. Like I yep. mean, they're going to kill something or get something cool. Yep. Something and yeah, and that's you know, yeah, I, I I didn't understand it there at first, but eventually I would learn. Yeah, you can kill this fucker, and that is no no uh, question. The smart smart money. Oh uh, yeah, don't don't do. let him do anything. It's like no yeah. fight. He, yeah, yeah. It, it's only when there's other enemies on a screen that he'll get the drop on me, and I'll turn right. into a freaking old man or a duck. <laughs> <Get the> drop <laughs> on me. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's not. You know, he there's a beat. After he appears, before it happens, so yeah, it's not, 
you know, it, it, yeah, it, it is not uh, really a tough mountain to climb or anything, but it is it is a perfect example of this game's fuck the player mentality that like this thing that it's a chest it's a fucking it's like a fantasy star had that and jab and i just oh it was just such a brutal rpg experience ultima had this too where you know the chests are just supposed to be a party man like don't yeah. don't give me any fucking bullshit on the chest like i get there's enough of that here i don't need and that's an extra step we just don't need in the fucking knife turning man you know and that (laughs) this is yeah that it's it's tough that that is so prevalent in this game nature of the beast I think so yeah while you're elderly I'd say it lasts maybe 15-20 seconds your mobility is severely hampered but you can still attack and then the duck thing um, you're completely impotent from an offensive perspective and one small concession I was surprised by you do not lose whatever armor you were wearing when these transformations occur. So yeah. when the period of effect lapses, you transform back with the same suit you had on prior and, and weapon too. So that's a nice thing. If you just can fucking survive, you get back to where you were. You know, It's not a total knock you off or knock you back thing. And you will die in this game. And I certainly did even here in level one, plenty. And just as in the original, the first hit knocks or the first hit knocks your armor off you and it leaves you near naked your sprite and unless you replenish that armor via pickup the next hit will kill you and when you die your sprite crumples into a pile of bones and that's a really nice touch and like it even flies like you know if you get if you get knocked back your sprite starts the knock back thing just as if you were not dying and mid flight turns into the pile of bones so <laughs> When it would be landing, it's now a pile of bones. It's just it's just a really nice death animation and a nice touch. I like it. Uh, it's right there, I think, with maybe my favorite ever, which was Wizards and Warriors, with the the little I don't think you were on that one, but the when you died in Wizards and Warriors the original, your your sprite goes onto his back and your leg like dangles. <laughs> this like dead this dead little fucking swinging thing that's really uh, you know, you can't help but laugh at. The latter stage guillotine obstacles look so good. I loved those. They look really fucking cool. There's skulls in the supports. The blade animation is really cool. And then the huge ones. There's a bunch of little ones that lead up to it. And at the end, there's a really big one that has a pile of human skulls at its drop point. And you have to to walk across those to pass through it. You know, so it's like all these things have already had their head lopped off. Really, really cool and fun. And after that, you have to cross a wooden bridge over a river, and that the that baby the the bridge will drop out from under you if you dawdle too long on it. But it's not you know if you, as long as you keep moving, there's it's not at all a threat. But if you try to hang out on it, you'll you'll definitely fall into the river. And as soon as you cross it, you're hit with a wind mechanic that is really well supported by the tree animations, really well done, I think. And it's the the wind slows your forward progress both on the ground and in the air, and. I would later learn, I didn't realize it at first, and this is what I was talking about earlier, that this is the stage changeover. Like, that guillotine is where the first stage ends, but there's no marker that it's occurring uh, in like in the mm. gameplay. Like, if you don't know that, there's no way to, to ascertain that. So, you know, I don't know. Are you sure? Are you I, sure? Oh, yeah, I'm 1,000% positive. 1,000% positive. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it, I, you know. <laughs> like, here's, if... if if it wasn't in the first game, if the same thing 
wasn't a, a thing in the first game where like you know I would be in the new thing of the map after like I, the only way I found out playing the first game that I had gotten to stage two or whatever stage I first realized that I was progressing through stages is I died and actually watched the map animation and saw that I was in another stage yeah. oh shit that's the only time I know yeah. yeah other than unless you do a boss battle of course then it's yeah. you know makes sense but yeah, there's no boss here. The guillotine, that big guillotine, is the boss. So, or the bridge, or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's pretty tough to to gauge. But yeah, if, that, if 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 I wasn't if I didn't know it was an existing thing already, I would think that like you know the manual writers came in after the fact and just like made arbitrary choices, you know. Right. Uh, but anyhow, other than that, wind mechanics starting, there is no yeah no indication, and then this area is called the floating island on the lake and the manual description is when you try to cross the lake you'll be assaulted by winds and rain beyond the hill on the opposite shore is the first gateway and of course because of the wind mechanic they sprinkle in a bunch of flying enemies in this area and these are the sickle weasels in the manual that's another cool name and they are invulnerable as they tornado through the air you can only frag them when they stop twisting as they get close to you and 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 honestly it's not worth the effort the best thing is just Learn to avoid Jeff them Logan. entirely and just get yeah. through this fucking <laughs> Yeah, no benefit of that at all. And you indeed have to scale a mountain populated by pigmen, your, your boys, and poisonous flowers after that. And they then drop, or rather, then you drop down the other side of it to arrive at your first gateway boss battle. And yes, I think it's the thing in the box art. It's Cyclopsish. Its head isn't Definitely. sticking out of the neck hole and the armor he's wearing, etc., etc. And this is actually named in the manual the statue of terror and i would eventually realize that later put it all together and the description for this is a statue which guards the passageway of the castle so it's a statue basically it shoots fireballs you have to jump to avoid and will just kamikaze into you so i just kind of instinctively ran left and shot it from afar and i would learn on my second time through the level after i restarted to get practice mode off my screen that he will back up to the castle if you work your way all the way to the cliff face on the left, which gives you breathing room. Mm. And that made it a lot easier once I realized that. You could just stay from afar and kind of pepper him just as he comes onto the screen. And, I don't know, maybe 10 shots-ish, I would say, if I had to spitball on. This was on the harder mode, which I'm sure requires more than practice. So, Yeah, it wasn't hard. It was yeah. not hard. Okay. Yeah. I was just having fun at this point. Like, oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. So it blows up. And a blue and red key drops down in front of the big metal door in a stone wall it was guarding. And the eloquently translated words, take a key for coming in, exclamation, appear above you. And the first time I beat this, I had lost my armor in the battle. And I was just, to no end, amused by the idea of this dude standing nearly buck naked outside the village door. And they just drop a key and tell him, come on in! <laughs> like fucking, fucking creep. Come on in. <laughs> so this is a clear change of stage, and this moves us into stage two, stage two rather, the village of decay. The manual description for this is: Beyond the windmill is an abyss which you can never return from if you fall. Another dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> And the start of the stage is fucking bananas, man. I died a ton here. This is when I first texted you, like, I don't think I can beat this. I don't think I can get through here. (laughs) This is so annoying. I was like, man, these things are moving at different paces. It was so annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't see, it seemed to almost, it almost seemed for a while to be correcting to try to get me. Like, what is happening? Yep. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
They, no, yeah, they are entirely, if, well, here's the thing. It just seemed that way. Not, right. Well, if you, it, they can be different. If you dawdle and go back and forth, it can be different. If you stay the course and keep that seed, it, you know, it does have a base seed that allows you to predict them and accommodate yeah. them accordingly if you just keep moving forward. But if you backtrack and shit and move around and if you dawdle too long, they can come back from screen, like the, the things will come mm-hmm. back from screen left and then you have to kill them and that makes you dawdle and that makes the seed thing change and that just compounds the difficulty. So yeah, you're better off just nose to the grindstone and keep it moving and try to figure out that sequence. Uh, very, I don't know, very Mike Tyson-ish. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I me. saved. I had to go back so many times. Oh, yeah, dude, the I minute I made scum. it to the sand, I was like, safe. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I saved scum my fucking ass off. This whole game, but this fucking <laughs> stage in particular, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're in a little farming hamlet of sorts. There's windmills and silos here and there. And there, yes, these things bouncing are called rock turtles. Uh, and they are fucking hardcore. This <laughs> book, through this first part of the stage, they, they bounce a couple different heights as well as trundle on the screen at ground level, sometimes one standing on the back of another. So you, you, what this does is you know, it takes a few hits to kill them, and when they come in piggybacked like that, it, you essentially have to stay in one spot longer and shoot them for a longer time. And that means you have to spend more time dealing with them and not with the fucking things flying at you, bouncing you know, uh, in random spots on the screen. So, yeah, really fucking tough. Really tough sequence. And... Then you move into quicksand on inclines inside a huge building with shitty stone bridges suspended above them that fall apart in random spots. And I don't know, maybe this is some kind of farming process and the sand is supposed to be grain. I'm not sure. But the sand grain, whatever, empties into these straight up insta-death pits, even though it doesn't indicate that in the graphical representation, I don't think. They don't, it doesn't look like it's a pit. Like they, the sand, I mean, the sand is going down at them, but it looks like there's a, you know, there's it, it at least it looks like it would at least take that quicksand mechanic in video games where you're gonna have a few you can you can jump quickly to get out of it. But no, if you go right into the, the middle of it, you are dead. And then on top of that, there's some shitheads, fire shitheads that climb up out of them and up the quicksand inclines towards you, and they're of course faster in the quicksand than you are. So sucks. And there's also some flying shit in here, these demon day flies to mix it up. <laughs> So, which is a dope ass name, but they are, as all fl- uh, flying enemies are, a huge pain in the ass. So, yeah, so there's like these drawbridge things have, uh, and again, thankfully, you can memorize that they all are fixed places, but you obviously don't know that going through, and it is total trial and error. So, you fall through these things down into the quicksand, and then either the thing either fucking eats you, or, well, usually the thing fucking, chases you. Or, yeah, usually the fucking thing eats you. And yeah, you can try to quickly hop back up the incline, but it's just, you know, it, it is just one of those like, It'd be nice if, you know, you can at least get some holy water and check the floor a la Castlevania or just something that allows for your first experience through here to be nothing but trial and error, you know? Yeah, and that's just like, nope, you're going to die. Yeah. You just got to <laughs> right, know the right, spots. Right. And yeah, and like, you know, again, we're, you know, it uh, goes without saying, we're playing from modern perspective with these safe states we're talking about, like on OG hardware, it's just, these are just such a fuck you. There's such a fuck you because there's just, there is, there's just no way to tell uh, that where the the breakpoints are in the bridges. So, yeah, you're just going to die. It's just inevitable. So get used to it. After you sprint between the on-fire blades of a windmill, right after that, you arrive at two mountains of skulls with a little humanoid peckerhead sitting on top of one of them, chucking skulls down at you. And it's an awesome visual, these skull piles. And it's an awesome visual of this little peckerhead. But I'm pretty sure, <laughs> or I was immediately pretty sure, that the peckerhead was a red devil. And these 
are the pricks that are like notoriously difficult from the first game. And he absolutely killed me the first time I encountered him. And yeah, they have that exact same swooping flight pattern as they had in the NES game. And they are just brutal. Brutal. So annoying. Yep. You don't, and like, there's only the two of them here. So I didn't learn it here. There's thankfully, you don't get a ton of appearances of these in the game, thankfully. But the one that comes later where there's more of them. I hadn't learned in this experience how to really deal with them yet. You know, there is a, yeah, there is a system to it. It can be learned. You can get good at it. It's still not perfect, but you can improve at these. But yeah, I did not learn them here. So I, for me, it was just like saves coming in random shit until they die. (laughs) You know, like that's how I got through this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and you can't like the thing about them in the first game, you could glitch them off the screen. And that was actually the best way to do it. It's, oh, you, really? Yeah, you could glitch oh these gosh. fuckers off the screen, to, and that was the, the that's how you would kill them, or that's how I learned to kill them in the first one. You can't do that here. It doesn't fucking work. So if you don't kill the prick before moving to the next area, which is an earthquake sinking platform sequence, he will 100% fuck up your life during that real bad. So you you're, you absolutely have to stick around in the, in the arena at the skull pile and kill this fucker. So... That's that, and then we move into the back half of stage two. This is called the Town of Fire. The description for these is the ground trembles and splits, and the town is enveloped in raging flames. And this is really this has a really cool background feature too. The the uh, the buildings burning and shit in the BG look really good. And this is the first time, or this is where I first got the discus weapon out of one of the fire bats, mm. and it yeah it was just. Such a big improvement from the Lance. And that's good because I was definitely thinking to myself at times prior to here that the power frequency was really starting to prove to be shit. Like it wasn't happening for me enough, you know? So maybe that kind of flies a little bit in the face of our theory about everything being available, you know? But I until I got this power up, I was kind of thinking like, fuck, all I have is this Lance and that and that shitty ass melee weapon, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I was not getting them. Interesting. Uh, as much as I would have liked, which you know could have just been totally random. Who knows? Meanwhile, I hadn't really differentiated between the weapons at this point. I was still kind of grabbing whatever, like, okay. No real thoughts about one versus the other. Just kind of grabbing what's available. Okay. Fascin- <laughs> fa- fascinating thought process. This it's such a different... The discus is such a different sprite that it's really hard to do that with the, the discus, I think. Because it's like, it's like this uh, teal... It looks like a bottle cap. Yeah, of. I'm not sure I'd gotten it yet. Because I know specifically on this part, the first time, I had the sword. Like, I know coming in, I was definitely hitting the the knights coming down with you, like, uh, with a sword. Because I was oh just like, God. all right, I guess I got to hit these those guys. Fa- those flying in. fire bats with no projectiles? Oh, God. Dude, yeah, the That's first bad. time. Yeah, this first yeah. time. Because they were dropping, like, even the green bats dropping the rocks on you. I was kind of like, all right, I guess I got to avoid them right now. <laughs> good times. Good times. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't fire straight up. Either. Oh, geez, That's brutal. That's so bad. Yeah. I was not having Fuck. fun with this part. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was with, you know, with the, obviously having a projectile, I was able to, yeah, I would frag the fire bats before they actually spawn, because they, you have these fire, there's these fire columns that they spawn out of, you know, yeah. that, so you could, with a, the, I was able to, because they, they spawn out of where the column hits the ground, you know, so having that discus and be able to shoot it on the ground, I was able to just spam those columns until the fire bat appeared before it could even get Puck with me, you know, which was a really nice come up, uh, really nice realization. Yeah. And yeah, I rode that bad boy's death dealing fury all the way to the boss battle here. 
and this boss is named Infernomo. And it's like a huge quad quadrupedal beast, dog-like maybe, that's covered in flames. And the description for this is scatters flames everywhere while ramming foes with its body. And I loved the ambiance of his battle arena. Like it completely engulfed in flame ceiling and the burning buildings that I already said I liked in the background. It was just a, a really cool looking boss battle. And the spray yeah, the sprite's great too. So I would say you're telling me you didn't have it yet. I would, I would say I was really lucky to have the discus dude because like the that kneeling fire mechanic lends itself to kneeling a lot, just instinctively. And I'd bet it was a very deliberate programming decision to make that pickup at least semi likely in the run up to this because he will run at you and I don't think he'll actually run into you, but he'll run at you and at least he never did oh, me anyways. Oh, Willie? Okay, me. so he didn't do that to me. <laughs> yeah. He would run at me, and then he does this jump over you to the other side of the screen, releasing fireballs floating behind him as he flies that float straight down to the ground. And there's always just enough of a gap between them and the distribution to find a safe spot that you can crouch in and lay down some fire in his direction. So when he hits, you're getting mm. some hits on him, you know? And the crouching, like he flies over you, the crouching is, is just below that. So you're, you're kind of, if, you, if you're smart about it with that weapon... You're kind of always in a you know in a pretty safe spot, which is a, is a nice thing for a boss battle. <laughs> of course, you know. Fascinating. Uh, I definitely did yeah. not have that experience. I had something like the daggers, to where I was trying when he would go to the other side of the screen and the fire would be coming down. I would be throwing daggers trying to clear out the fire and him. So that's what okay. would end up happening. I was definitely not not doing any kind of crouching oh, yeah. and floor mechanic. No. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's amazing because it's I, like I, I in my in my perception I would have guessed you couldn't possibly beat this thing without tactfully crouching between those fire oh, things yeah, coming down. Do that. <laughs> you, you, you said you were, you could get them to, they were, they would disappear. I never once even shot one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I learned like it, it was a dagger. Maybe it was something else. I can't remember, but they, de- I definitely remember at one point. Cause I died of course from them the first time. And then, shooting, trying to hit fire at the bad, at the boss. And then seeing the fire kind of, Disappear. disappear i was like oh well i can oh, kind of take them out as well you know i would just that's when i started just spamming and just taking it all out so i was like oh this works nice. that's such that that's yeah. so cool because those i mean those are just i mean you, you can't really get I, tr- I tried avoidance and that i just died yeah you can't really <laughs> get more diametrically opposed approaches to that boss yeah. you know so that that's crazy that, that both of them worked so yeah it took me uh, maybe three or four tries but yeah I, I i quickly i it was pretty quickly sort of that because again just instinctively being the, the the mechanic to use for that particular weapon so that was pretty cool so you beat him and the same key appears same goofy message above it take a key for coming in before you head into an archway with flames burning bright behind it yeah even that was cool on there like the you could see the fire in the distance yeah. through the door so yeah you're still not out of the fire you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah this takes you into stage three, Baron Rankle's Tower. The description for this is the ceilings attack and monstrous beings emit poisonous substances. Yuck. That's that's not me saying that. That's in the description. Yuck. And actually, I would guess yuck. In fact, I'm almost sure yuck has a C in it. Their version does not. It's Y-U-K. Interesting. <laughs> and yes, this is a completely different fucking type of stage. It is a auto scroll and you have to ascend said Baron's Tower vertically like the platform continuously uh rises up and that is never a fun mechanic to dribble into a play ex- dribble drizzle into a play experience and there are environmental environmental protrusions 
kind of everywhere that you can get crushed against by this auto-scrolling floor. And the enemy, skele- enemy selection is intended to play off that auto-scrolling mechanic as well. So yeah, we have the flying goblins that eat up safe space for you to jump around in. And they drop the rocks down onto you. And they'll also kamikaze down at you. So a lot of them, at least, like those being present sucks. But at least they will often have urns that do have the weapon pickup drops. So many so that I think you really have to work to avoid the shittier weapons even. Like this is probably the, the, the level where... That was the biggest thing. It's like avoiding that fucking sword <laughs> and and avoiding anything you didn't want, you know. So, yeah, you, you need something that fires quick in here, I would say. And this is my first experience with the dagger. Uh, and yeah, anything else, I would guess, is you're pretty well fucked. Like the firewater in particular to me was a death sentence. Did you, like, you said you liked that. Did you, you didn't use that in here, did you? Absolutely, I did. Really? Um, yeah, uh, like, yeah. I, I definitely, when I got it, I grabbed it. Um, the... I think the first time through I didn't grab it. The second time through I definitely grabbed it. But yeah, because what is again, this? I don't even know if I even tried it. What is it? What happens when you shoot that vertically up? I don't know if I remember shooting it vertically up. So I feel like it was limited. Like it had like that lob thing to it that would only go yeah, so far. Yeah, I know I would just be spamming it like like diagonally left and right and forward left and right, you know, and and so it would just spread everywhere. So I was. Yeah, it would work. It, it wasn't ideal. Like, it, it definitely seems awkward at first because I had, you know, like the other weapons. And then I would get that and I would be like, oh, shit, I can't. Th- this feels like I have less control. Yeah. And obviously you do. Like, it, But at the same time, once I just started spamming it everywhere, it was able to kind of kill everything in front of me. So it was like, okay, this is usable. Not Maybe not the best thing here. But once I would later figure out that the gold armor uses that magic power, then I was like, yeah, give me that. I'll just keep trying. I bet that would be dope here, yeah. Yeah. But I definitely did not experience that at this stage in the game, no. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say I'm sure I had the golden armor, but it wasn't frequent enough that I was really employing that very often, you know. Like, I because you got to think about it, you know, and and you don't, it's not enough of a, it's cool and it's helpful, but until you're, like, other than, yeah, that, the dagger one, like, None of it's that game breaking or powerful that you're right. like you're relying on it. You know, it's just like a a nice kicker of 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 help. So it's yeah, it's easy it to not point. yeah easy to not <laughs> think about it. You know, especially if you haven't gotten into the groove of using it yet. But. So there are really cool night sprites in here. I think maybe one of my favorite in the game as far as in game art goes. That are they're attached to the wall by some purple slime ectoplasm. I'm going to call it, from Ghostbusters, that are waving swords out in front of them to also eat up safe space. And if you don't frag them before, when the floor hits them, they will detach from the wall and start crawling towards you on the floor, which is just really cool. The first time that happens, you're like, fuck! (laughs) You're like, oh, I'm just going to avoid them. Yeah, (laughs) that ain't going to work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Especially if you have the sword, because then you're just like, ah, (laughs) right, right, yeah. Yep. And they also have a number of magician chests in here, and this is about when I just stopped interacting with these entirely, you know, willingly. Yeah, avoid. Plenty of weapon pickups come out of the urns, so you don't need to rely on them for that, and it's just like, yeah, fuck it. (laughs) They put a real fuck you to video game players not long after you reach the top of the tower, and the auto-scroll begins to work its way horizontally. I I posted a picture of this. There's a sequence where they clutter up the right side of the screen with a bunch of these easily dispatched, but not at all incentivizing to get close to, fish sprites. So you naturally hang back from afar and just, just pick them off on the left-hand side of the screen. The problem with that is, 
out of fucking nowhere, before those even stop appearing, they put in this really tight bottleneck that you have to be right on top of to make it through before the still ascending floor. Like, it's moving horizontally now, the scroll, but the floor is still rising. So anything that is, you know, vertical, you, you're you not always going to have access to it. And, yeah, th- there's, like, this real small bottleneck where you got to get through through it before the floor rises past the small opening or you get smushed against the ceiling on the left side of it. And this is another instance. Like, there's just no way to know that. There's no way to guess that. There's there's no, you know, they don't, like a game that introduced, because, you know, this is, this is intended to be, this is a, like a, I don't know, like a ski. It's kind of like the, uh, in, in, Mega Man, the fucking appearing platforms. You gotta like time that out. It's like it's like a it's like a skill timing thing, right? Is what they're they're doing. This is a skill timing mechanic. But if you're going to introduce that, you need to do one of two things. You need to either make it not so detrimental to fail at it that you can try it again, which is what the Mega Man platforms do. If you fall down, in most cases, in the the, the first time you introduce them anyways which is this is kind of the other thing you either you either have to do that or you have to introduce them in kind of like an incremental way and or a safe way that allow you to learn the mechanic that way you're now looking for it you know yeah mechanic does that or or Mega Man does that both those things with those appearing platforms so you get them early with no real penalty other than maybe an enemy moving around down below so you can try them until you get it right and understand it and figure out the pattern later on in the game you don't have that luxury it's they impose them where you can die if you're not fucking if you don't get it right, but you already have learned it. So when you see it, you see it coming you're and like, you can, oh, yeah, you can plan for it. Yeah. Right, you know. And they don't do that for this, and this is just out of fucking nowhere. And like the first time you're playing this game, you're dying. It's, you die. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it. You're fucking dying. And that ugh, hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. And what are those pointy calcium deposits hanging above the opening called? <laughs> Hmm, I don't know. Are they stalagmites? I don't know. Mm, no, they're not. <laughs> they're definitely tights. <laughs> so this is kind of it's kind of it's it's funny, dude. Like that, you know. It's it's just like the the big guillotine. Like there is like a land, there is a marker. In hindsight, that you're changing stages, but yeah. I didn't. You know, I had to. I mean, I was now looking for this kind of thing because I had already figured this out, but. Yeah, this is a stage change into the back half of stage three. That's Horrible Face Mountain. And the description of this is a mountain with a horrible face, his mouth agape. You must journey across his tongue. Ick! So they're, oh they're adding they're adding onomatopoeias to every every single manual description now here in this stage three. And those tongues, plural, make for an insane platforming sequence that is something, man. It is something. Dude. <laughs> This was a tough one. Yeah, this, this was, was a, a tough bitch, man. This was a real bitch. So they put chests here that are here for nothing more than to knock you off the tongues. It's like the tongues will fly out and then fly back in. So like you only have a limited amount of time with which to use a tongue. And this, it's also scrolling. Is it not? Is it, am I misremembering that? Is yeah, it, the is, screen is scrolling. Okay, right. And if you stay on the tongue too long, you'll get freaking eaten. Right. Yeah, yeah, it'll pull you back into the mouth. Oh. And then also, yes, things will appear that, like, you can get scraped off the tongue. Because, you know, the, the tongue will be out. And if you don't have anything, there's no object there, like a chest, to knock you off. It's not, like, instant. Like, the, the tongue goes back in and you can, like, see that and react and make a move. But if you obviously get scraped off by something that you thought you would, like, in the, a lot of cases, you jump over the fucking, 
chest, and you're like, okay, that's behind me now, and the tongue starts moving, and you're just ripped against the fucking chest and fucking just fall down and die. Yeah, yeah it's really fucking tough. Really tough. And I got, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't assume that these statues would eat me. And I actually didn't get pulled in. The, 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 I learned this not by a tongue pulling me in, but by me just walking too close to the mouth and just getting eaten. Like, really? like, what the fuck? I didn't, <laughs> decided to fucking, I did not, yeah, it was totally unexpected to me that that was possible. Oh, uh, so, yeah, so I had gotten uh, irritated prior to this in my play, but this is where the really vile shit started coming from my mouth directed this game and all it stands for. Like, this is when I really started saying mean shit. <laughs> to my laptop because this was a really fucking hard part. The part with the two tongues. So they, they, they're, they're coming out down at 45 degree angles and you have to duck under an island and then jump over some flying prick as soon as you come out on the other side of that island that you ducked under. Even though you have to be crouched for the island duck part. And this game's shitty jump controls, which we have not mentioned yet, do not allow you to jump forward without first generating some inertia, some forward <laughs> momentum first. You can't just jump and move forward from a standing spot. You have to already be running. And that sucks. <laughs> it is very limiting. And this part is where it just shines, it rears its ugly head the most. Because you you that you don't have time to generate some inertia in that instance. It was, I fucking, oh. God, just fuck this part, man. I fuck the person who programmed that. <laughs> fuck them. But I know you're out there, bro. Fuck you. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> you like I have to be a bastard to put this in a game with this kind of fucking jumping again. <laughs> it was so fucking hard, and I died so many fucking times. So many man. times. So many so times. So many times. Dude, it's oh. I didn't explicitly think of it in the same terms, but that's exactly what I felt. Cause I would at this point be trying to jump. And I would fall straight down, and I'd be like, why? Like, why can't I, like... Why can't I do the thing that, like, 97% of action platformers allow me to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up timing myself so where I really did just walk off the edge of the tongue to fall down and land on the moving platform underneath, you know? Yeah. It was just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah I, I didn't even mention that part. Of it. Yeah, if, if you survive that and yeah. jump that fucking thing the bird or whatever that's on the other side of the island, you then have to, yes, before the tongue retracts, or as the tongue retracts, I think. Yeah, as it's retracting. And as the one below it is starting to protrude, you, you cannot jump. You have to fall off this moving thing. So, like, that's fucked up because the thing is moving and your guy, yeah. like, it changes the way you walk because it's moving. So, like, timing a fall is, like, 20,000 times harder. You know, it's, like, just, it was just such a hard, like, three seconds of fucking gameplay. So but many like, deaths. So yeah, many so deaths. many deaths. <laughs> and, like, my God, I'm safe scumming. My God, doing this without that luxury. Like, I was sitting here at this million point pieces. In the game. Any ad or Genesis and a million fucking pieces. Yeah. Like, <laughs> play this back in the day. Like, if you're yeah. out there, tell us. How you experience this with no access to save states? No oh, dude! Everyone, every one of the every one of the disciples, man, that fucking has like some nostalgia play. They're all just like, <laughs> like by by like stage three or four. When I started posting images from like stage three or four, they're like, I never saw that. I never got there. Fucking <laughs> 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 no, not happening. <laughs> makes, makes sense. Yeah, makes tons of sense. Oh. So yeah, I saved scum so so hard through it, and was eventually. Able to conquer the beast to arrive at the boss battle against the Mistral Winds, which is a cool name. 
And the description for this is, Watching for unsuspecting travelers, these winds create hail and lightning to prevent passage through the third gate. And he's a bloodshot red iris eye inside of a cluster of small dark clouds that circles around you in the mountain platform outside the gate. And there's a really cool touch to the introduction to this, like to the to the like to the boss arena, I guess. There's like a a benign looking cloud cluster below the platform as you walk up to it or onto it that swoops under you. And then kind of morphs into the boss screen right. And I really, I thought that was really cool. A really good job. Artwork, animation, yada, yada, yada. Like, really cool. And, yeah, popping his ass when he lines up with your projectile path on either the right or left side is your primary attack goal. And then running. Is, I guess you can also shoot up a little bit. But you see, you have so little clearance there. I guess when he's going down below, it's maybe a little easier to shoot down. So uh, that's not impossible to attack him, but I I basically just waited for him to get level with me right or left and, and just fired yeah. in there. And then, yeah, running as far away from it as possible when he turns into a cycle state that when he's like that, he's invincible, so you can't even attack him anyway, so you might as well just fucking run. And if you ran far enough away from him, his shit wouldn't be able to get you, you know, and he would start his, his circling motion again. So he was, I wouldn't call it cheesing, but he was pretty easy to read, react, and predict. And and I did not have a ton of difficulty. The easiest boss. I had no yeah. problem with this boss at all. I was like, wow, okay. I didn't. I took no notes. I was just like, all right, he's dead. Yeah. Moving on. So yeah, it's it's easily my shortest <laughs> boss battle note too. Right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Genesis brings you the 16-bit arcade challenge with Ghostbusters. 16-bit thrills in ghouls and ghosts. 16-bit arcade action with Forgotten Worlds. Gruesome ghosts, ferocious foes, battles of power, of magic and might, ghouls and ghosts, Ghostbusters and Forgotten Worlds are for the Genesis system. Sega Genesis brings the arcade experience home. That is a 1989 U.S. market commercial for a hodgepodge of early Genesis titles, and I recommend you navigate to the show notes to peep game on it because... The live action sequences for all three games games are great. <laughs> like there's there's way more effort and money put into them than the commercial warrants. Like there's like there's a serious production design and wardrobe effort in there for just seconds of of these live action things in between the uh, game capture screenshot stuff, you know. So, and why are those Ghostbuster kids? Which is only three, no Winston comp, which I know aligns with the game, but what the fuck, man? Uh, always that falls that way. But why are those kids, why are they kids, but the ghouls and ghosts dude and the Forgotten Worlds dude's adults? Why are those not kids? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Doesn't make any fucking sense. I, th- I, think, the an- I think the answer is pre-Kalinsky, pre-Tom Kalinsky Sega. I think that's why. It's just a fucking shit show, and their marketing is just a nightmare. So I think that's the answer. But it's not a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Who do we have available? You, you're an intern. You're going to be Arthur. Bring your two kids. kids. Uh, Hey, Todd, bring your two kids. (laughs) (laughs) Get, uh, what's that dude? John Sars. Remember, he's in the fucking all of the things. They they spent the money on the, all the money on the outfits and set stuff. So like all they had left was just like, we just got volunteers. (laughs) Right. That's a good, that's a good answer. But. Then what that raises the question, you didn't get the costumes before you made those choices. And Ghostbusters costumes are not just I, I guess who knows, they probably are just some coveralls with a patch sewn on. If it's even <laughs> even if it's even know. sewn on. Even if it's, it's even if it's sewn on. So 
In any event, we are playing Ghosts and Goblins. Ghouls and Ghosts, actually. Not Ghosts and Goblins. Kind of the same thing, but whatever. We are now in Stage 4, the Crystal Forest. And the manual description for that is, Inside the huge cave that goes straight to the demon's castle is a gigantic crystal forest. Don't touch the crystals. And yes, it's a cave with a ceiling of green crystals of varying heights. I was guessing they kill you, but I was not... Or I, that I was smart enough to not test it, but uh, uh, I believe they do kill you. Oh, and I, you mean you didn't accidentally find out? I definitely accidentally found out multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> well, I read the manual, so I knew that they were dead. <laughs> there's, there's also a really huge picked clean skeleton of some kind, of, of some mythical beast that acts as set pieces that you can use to take the high ground through the stage. Really fucking cool looking, really cool sprite work. And it gave me, uh, <laughs> this is funny, Subnautica is so entrenched. It gave me Subnautica vibes of the, the Lost River and Subnautica is, is all I can think of. Which doesn't mean anything to you yet, Jay, because you're an idiot. But you should play the game and it would mean something important to you. <laughs> the onslaught of skeleton murderers from the first stage is back. And it made me all warm and fuzzy inside. I like these dudes. And I still had the discus coming to this level. And being able to have your attacks track with the contour of the wildly hilly terra firma in this level mm. which those murderers constantly spawn from is a huge plus so i was careful to avoid all their pickup opportunities presented to be here for sure interesting i rocked the the axes quite a bit here really yeah, yeah. that's good that's the slow that's slow that didn't bother you the slow man the like i didn't enjoy the axes but they <laughs> man well, like I said, I was still at this point, like, I was really getting into the hang of things at this point, but I was still also picking up almost whatever dropped, and when the axes came, which they frequently did here, I just kind of went with them, because they definitely destroy things, and we'll get into it later, but there's definitely a boss where, like, they just go the right angle, like, the right angle to hit the boss, and so yeah, that's, that's I just kind of rolled with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. Um... Different strokes. Yep. <laughs> well, the stretch with all the worms coming out of the ground toward the tail end of this part is it's coupled with a very constricted play area. And woo, buddy, that is something. That's actually, I might have died. I come to think of it, I might have actually died in there from the fucking ceilings at some point. It's so constricted, that part of it, you know, mm-hmm. that I probably did bounce off the ceiling once or twice there at least. But I'm safe scumming and loading so hard here that, you know. It's hard to remember everything. All the ways you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I just saw all the spikes and stuff around once you get to the next little slidey part, and I was like, "Yep, save." Okay, <laughs> just come start right now. I don't even know what's. I don't even know what's coming next. You then head into a. I guess it's a water ice decline descent sequence, and yet again, oh my god, was I happy to have the discus for this? This is easily. I mean, like I said, it's nice to have them be able to contour the hills and other parts, but this, I don't, honestly, I think it's fucking, I don't even know. I don't know how you do this without that luxury. Because, uh, yeah, you're on these declines and these fucking, uh, the big hand, hand enemies that were down below you on the slopes, you know, like, I would basically just drop to the top of those. And it's like a twofold thing, too. And, like, I can't, I really can't think of a physics-based reasoning for it, but when you crouch... On those platforms, which you slide on normally, when you crouch, you st- you you stop moving. So it was like a it was like a bonus plan. Like not only am I doing an attack that is the most effective way to kill these things down below me, but I'm also stopping while I do it. You know what I mean? Right. Which normally isn't the case. So yeah, just I don't again like I don't if you're firing straight forward like those gotta be fucking 
awful. <laughs> it actually was not bad here. It really? It was not bad here. Yeah, because I would also crouch as well just for aiming purposes. And just, I guess just right before you. Yeah, if you used that just down. right before you got to him, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And there's not – I mean, there's a little bit of, like, clutter shit going. You got those caterpillars that come up out of the – Round two behind you sometimes. So you got a little bit of shit fucking with you more, but it is kind of just about those hands, I suppose. Yeah, it's uh, not too bad, here. honestly. Things I feel like the sprites are big enough like that you're able to take things out, especially if you have the axe like I did consistently here. It wasn't really a problem. Okay. Kind of a cool thing with those two, that they the if you do chance into running into those hands, they grab you. And they insta-kill you by crushing you. Like, your armor means nothing. They cr- like they cr- <laughs> crush you into bones, whether, whether you have armor or not, which is pretty cool. Sucks, of course, but it's a cool animation, cool mechanic. I was then conveniently handed the dagger just as it transitioned to a new platforming sequence. These organic green platforms that will plummet downward after you step onto them. And at the bottom of the plunge are suspended Venus flytrap-looking plants with jagged tooth jaws, and the platform you're riding is their tongue, which is, again, really cool fucking design, really cool animation, really unique, just interesting, you know? Finding a way to make what could be so monotonous constantly new and interesting. It's really good, really good job in that regard, I think. They also line the walls of this ascent with these demonic-looking caterpillar heads that will fire shit at you, and having that rapid-fire dagger for these was very helpful for dispatching them, so... Again, yeah, that you're moving so fast, and there's so much. Having a slow-firing weapon, I think, would be really tough there, man. I don't know. It doesn't feel slow-firing. Like here, like because you're you're incentivized to not die. Because you never had the, the dagger, right? That's a, it's a, well, I mean, a, I, picked up, I definitely picked up the dagger before. Like, I definitely uh, had it. But I, I, thought mean, said, I thought you said I never had it. So that's a, no, that's no, a, I, I definitely picked it up. And, the and beauty of it. ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used it. It was great to me. I, I never thought of it. I kind of mentally thought of it as like a lower tier weapon because just being a smaller sprite, smaller range of impact. So, Well, not range. They, he, have, they fly the furthest. No, no, I mean in terms of like being a wider, like the axe is actually wider, so you have more of a hitbox. But, I mean, here, you're moving so fast because you don't want to die by Venus flytrap that you're just, (laughs) you're just trying to shoot some projectiles, hit the, hit the caterpillars and just keep moving. So I, I went through this like the first or second time. Like I died once getting eaten, like, oh, don't do that again. And then just kept moving the second time, you know? Uh, I definitely did some dying in here. I would, as a kid, though, this is a little bit of a tangent. Uh, I there was I don't know I don't know if there was anything I was more fascinated by as a child than Venus flytraps. Like anything, oh, yeah. even, even like I wanted one so fucking bad. Did you <laughs> have one? I not as a kid. Dude. I, the first one I ever had, I was living in New York. I, I I found a website that would mail them to you, and I I I bought one off the internet and had it show up in my apartment. Uh, when I was living with Pauline, fucking I had it show up. And yeah, dude, I like, you know, fucking like literally catching flies. Instead of it, I no longer kill flies. I now catch them and feed them to my fucking plant like a psychopath. <laughs> Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? I loved having, like, I remember, of course, as a kid, yeah, you want one. Like, like <laughs> I want one of these things. And like, as a kid, absolutely. I could not, I was so fascinated for as long as I was. I'm going to order one as soon as we get off this fucking oh my gosh. podcast, Jay. <laughs> I might order one while we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> My kids had one, like, until it died. I think it was last year. Like, 
Yeah. Absolutely. It's tough. They they they're so predisposed or, or, or so suited that it's like rainforest climate that they need yeah. to be in. That like the lack of humidity, especially here, is probably not going to be good for them. No, it, it was definitely hard to keep them alive, unfortunately. Yeah. But very very cool. I was it. It is the thing though. Like they're awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's a fucking carnivorous plant. It's awesome. <laughs> it's cool as fuck. Science of it is so cool. Whatever. But it is kind of. It's not as cool as it is in your mind. <laughs> you know, when you first get it, you're like, oh, and you watch it eat it, and you're kind of like, it's kind of closes kind of slower than I want. Yeah, it's not as ravenous as maybe you might have hoped, but it's still good. <laughs> so that stretch of Venus flytrap shit leads you down a subterranean or to a subterranean lake area with a massive pupa of some kind. Floating in the water, that is our boss battle here. And I, the, the, which, have I told you to watch Solar Opposites yet? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's like the same Rick, same people that did Rick and Morty. Same animation style, same style of comedy. Hilarious on Hulu, really good. And the, they have a, like the, they call their baby the pupa. And so they say, the, just the word pupa is, well, for my, the rest of my life, maybe you think of Solar Opposites. It's hilarious. Oh, the fuck, what'd you do with the pupa? And the pupa's like, it's a baby, but it's actually, it's like, it's kind of like the same uh, deal as Baby Herman or Huey or whatever it is from Family Guy, uh, where he's like okay. he's like adult sentience, but stuck in a baby body, you know. And uh, that obviously lends itself to humorous instances. So great show, actually. Yeah, I was uh, watched that whole season down in fucking Florida. It was really good. Highly recommend if you have not watched that show. Anyhow, that massive pupa uh, is floating in some water here, and that's our boss battle. And it's not in the manual. They stop at stage three as far as the boss battle shit goes in the breakdowns, the enemy breakdowns. So I had to dig up the wiki for some pronouns. And this second half of the stage, all the subterranean shit, is aptly called Devil's Rotten Sea Cave in Ghouls and Ghosts lore, which is a cool mm-hmm. name and very appropriate. And the pupa is called Ohm, O-H-M-E. And Ohm is a mobile, but it disperses minions to try to take Sir Arthur out. And these maggots and worms. And it has five festering masses that are protruding from its body, uh, on the side of its body. And you have to run around on its back and shoot these things while dealing with the maggots crawling up the side and then kamikaze at you along the contour of its back. And then the worms coming out and they fly around in the jumping space you need to jump and shoot the masses below you. You can, I figured out, you can walk to the very edges of its ass, end, and head to shoot the two outside masses on each end without any real risk to you, which is a, kind of a nice cheese thing. Uh, the maggots still come out, and you got to deal with those, but, like, the worms aren't really an issue when you do that. So you can take out four of the five, you know, sensors without any real threat, I learned. So that was nice. That fucker in the middle, though, requires really rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty. Because <laughs> you have to go still. The only way to get to it is to stand directly above it and jump and shoot downward. You know, and when you're there, the maggots are coming hard, the worms are coming hard, and it's less than easy. Especially, wow. uh, it, it takes a number of hits on on professional. So how do I even how do I even start this discussion? I'm I'm fascinated by the way that you approach this. I, I, it's, I this I, was the most fun stage boss. I had a blast. All I did, I oh, left, it was fun, but it, that uh, middle one was. Hard. I left this with full gold armor. All I did, my whole strategy was literally jumping and shooting down every single time on all of those circles. All I did, 
Like I, all I did was just jumps you down, jumps you down, like constantly go back. And, and just forth. took one. I took all of them out, like just. Well, but I'm saying it, it only took one. You're making it sound like it was just one shot, like you could one shot them. With the with the axes, no, it would take a couple a oh. couple axe throws, yeah. To to only like maybe like three or so, and but you would take out the worms at the same time. So it was kind of oh like, yeah, see my I just, daggers. I would just do jump, that. shoot down, take them all down, jump, shoot, take oh, them all down. You know, so there it was like a game at that point. Like, can I just can I take everything out and have no wasted shots each time? Just <laughs> the efficiency game. Yeah. yeah, well, that sounds like a good case to be made for the axe that I would not have thought to make, or could be made, I should say. Awesome. The well, I ended up. This is where I first like really discovered the power of the. Magical attack of the dagger, though. The, oh. way, the way I ended up getting making it happen was realizing to, to deploy that. And now I'm firing twice. And yeah, then it was just like, oh, like gone, you know. So yeah, but I died a million times before I thought to do that. And uh, it was pretty cool. So when you take down that last one, a peer appears next to the burned out husk of, of Ohm. That leads to the gate door uh, it was guarding. And the key drops down onto there. And it's moving on into stage five. Castle of Evil Demons. The description is... I love this. The Prince of Darkness awaits. Good luck. (laughs) You just just gotta love that. Like, there's no actual stage description. Just get ready for the fucking fire, video game dickhead. Like, you're about to... You're you're going into the belly of the beast. Don't worry about descriptions. (laughs) Great. I love it. So you go into this place, and it looks like a badass demon's castle for sure. But I could immediately tell this level would be a biatch... Like, you get, like, even in that very first nook that you start in, the dragon worm skeletons flying, like, just getting out of that first nook was a bitch. <laughs> you gotta, like, you gotta go up that ladder, and those fucking things are flying around everywhere immediately. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty fucking tough. And then you come out of that, you get up onto that platform and drop down, and you start the sequence of four red devils right in a row. And So annoying. Yeah, I, yeah. This I so I had, I died probably a dozen times the first time I got here and I was like it was one of those things was like I need to just take a break this is not this is this is going really poorly I'm getting upset <laughs> <laughs> like I just need to take a fucking break I need to cool off because yeah it was like those things are so fucking difficulty or difficult rather that yeah it was it was it was really because yeah it's like it's one thing you like you battle like oh this is hard but like these things like. If I'm lucky to kill the first one, I'm definitely losing my armor while I do it. And I'm not even cut like you get you you maybe the one or two times I killed the second one, and you see the third one, you're like, fuck! Like you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> and like there's another one after that. Like I tried to just I'm sure uh, I'm I know I did it a bunch of times or a couple of times, but I'm sure it was probably in that first instance I did it at least once, where you just try to run through it and see if you can just fucking outrun them. And like you see the fourth one, you're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me for these things in a row. Yeah, no, yeah. Rough. And, rough. And this is Fuck. and this is a one instance where the axe's trajectory kind of helps and I was able to kind of like take What is the trajectory? It's is it not straightforward? Is it like No, a it of a... goes like I don't know like a 30 degree angle, 20 degree angle, okay. like kind of that, up a bit. So it That just, would be helpful cuz those yeah. fuckers those fuckers read and react to your projectiles really really well. So Yeah. So yeah. when I when I had the axe, I was kind of like, "Oh, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah, let's go." You know, damn it, man. Ah, oh, that's frustrating to hear because uh, yeah, this took a lot of fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I came back. I mean, I died probably another twenty something times the second time I played it. Before, I like I had forgotten that I could shoot straight up in the air. 
which made them way fucking easier, particularly coupled mm. with the like the you know, getting that magical attack from the dagger. So you have two of those two of your sprites doing that made it so much fucking easier, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I can only imagine what that would be like. What the- <laughs> <laughs> rough, Jay? I'm about yeah. to play it again with daggers and see how that goes. The adjective is a rough. So you pass that, uh, hopefully, maybe, someday, and there's a short ladder climbing sequence populated by the dragonflies and the pitchfork pig vomit fuckers that you like, and then a single huge ladder with a timing puzzle imposed by eyeball tentacles popping out at the ladder from both sides. Really cool looking things, sprites, whatever. And that leads up to a new boss, or maybe mini boss, more aptly it could be called. And it's a huge dude that he walks out of this doorway, and he's got a red cloak with Legion of Doom shoulder pads. What a rush. And uh, a really cool two-faced design that I just suggest looking up on the interwebs. It's cool to look at. And he shoots a big flame in front of him that you can easily avoid by jumping over to the ladder platform. So it's kind of it's kind of yeah. a little bit of like uh, every boss this works a little bit on. Just run run away and then. You know. I just stayed on top of the ladder platform. Like, let me just peek enough in screen, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. Not, not a dumb choice for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't have been a surprise to me because we're talking fucking Capcom here, and they love them. But you are then inserted into a quasi boss rush, and the sequence where you have to deal with the heads from the statue of the terror boss in stage one, just the heads, like not the whole yeah. thing. They're like attached heads that kind of a little beetle juicy. Little little Beetlejuice wormy kind of look to him, you know, without the rest of the sprite being there. And then there's a trifecta of the Mistral Wind boss in the mountains, as well as a couple more of those mini boss Pecker Woods they have to deal with, two of them at once. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I, you you really, you think you're in a boss rush here and you're like, oh, fuck, man, boss rush. And then, like, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a, you know, it's not a straight boss rush and that you don't have to deal with them all. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It, w- it was unexpected, I guess. Like, you think you're getting into one thing and then something else happens. You know, you get the two of the mini boss. It's just, it was just, I, w- I appreciated that it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. It was just you like know? a little bit of like, oh, what's happening next? Right. Like, oh. yeah. like, even those, those two of those. I don't know, like wild, where the wild things are. That's that's a, that's, I think a, that's, a great, like, that's a great comp. Yeah, that's like a great the, comp. luckily, even though they killed me multiple times, when I had the axe, this is another example where the trajectory is just right, where I could just turn, fire, 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 kill one, turn, fire, 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 and then just uh, I didn't with, have to jump or with anything. With those dudes, the second the second appearance of them, when you could, they don't, they take so few hits that you could just run in and literally kill the second one. Cause there's two of them doing that thing. Yeah. So yeah. you could just run in and kill that one on the right before yep. he can even get going. And then you're far enough away from the other one that you can just turn back around and finish it off yeah. and then move on to the thing, you know? So yeah. What, was, when you didn't, when I didn't know it was going to happen and they just cornered me at first, it was like, Oh damn, what's going to happen. But yeah. then you realize like, Oh, I can just come and control this fight. Yeah. The timing. Yeah, for sure. But again, you're not going to know that the first time you're in there. <laughs> So you survive all that shit, and then you get to the boss battle, and it is Beezlebub. And Beezlebub, in this case, I uh, can't think of any other time in lore where that's where the, this is the this is the case, or this is the representation rather of Beezlebub. But it's just a huge flying insect that my dagger power uh, double and I fucking vaped 
<laughs> just like run up on top of him and just again kind of before he can really even get going i was able to take this thing out but his the mechanic is he if you allow him to live he kind of like um what is, it? is that can't, I, I think it made me think of candy man he just turns into the bees you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. like a swarm of bees he's usually able to go from the big overall sprite that shoots the whatever those projectiles are at you to he would able to just like kind of uh, explode into a swarm of bees that was invulnerable while I was in that state and move to another part of the screen and then yeah. reform into the the total thing. So, but yeah, I didn't. I mean, I would I would basically I, I think maybe that would still happen once, but I was able to take his ass down pretty quickly. Yeah, I died more trouble so many times, really? so many times. Again, I had I I didn't know magic was a thing at this point, and the first time I got here. I had a sword, and so I was just oh, kind of jumping, trying to swing at that. him. That's crazy. That's great, dude. It was so it was just all kind of bad. And that's yeah, that's and it's it's funny because you know I feel that way about the sword for the entire game. But I think it was Scott on the Facebook page was like fucking like don't use the sword there. <laughs> dude, so it, yeah, it was a big... which implies that he usually uses that he likes to use the sword enough to for that need to be said, which right? is its own question that I kind of want to know more about. Yeah. But. Well, that's what I mean. Like if you play like I played, then you'd pick it up whenever and just like, "Oh, I'll just roll with what I'm getting this time." But yeah, this was freaking hard, man. It took me a while to beat this. I felt so accomplished when I beat it. I I, th- I thought it was the end. I thought it was the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, 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 I yeah. <laughs> I I did too. So yeah, so let's talk about that. Yes. That's that's a big that's a big conversation. So this first time, this or this, you know, you're playing the game for the first time as we are, and you don't have any pre-existing knowledge. I didn't, you know, I'm not out here fucking watching videos. I don't know what's coming. So, you know, you kill this thing, you get another key, you go through another door, and it cuts to a black card with a god-looking figure on the right-hand side, some pretty good-looking sprite art, and your sprite in normal armor down below. Even though I was rocking the gold armor, and I was sure to safe scum my ass off if that changed at any point in the latter half of this game. <laughs> at this point, I had silver. I, I wasn't oh, man. gold. Was kind of like whatever. Yeah, I just I lost it, so I only had. Silver. I considered that dying. If I lost it, I'm just low. I wasn't. I wasn't there quite yet. I'll I'll get there. Okay. So yeah, that the, those two art pieces are there, and then text begins to appear above as uh, a theme titled "Arthur Must Return" fires up. And the text reads, Arthur, you've done well so far, but you will not be able to defeat Loki, who's behind the door. Go back to the village and get the magic power from the goddess of battle. Or rather, actually, they write goddess of battle. G-O-O-D-S-S-S. And I I, I think they mean goddess. (laughs) So it cuts to another black card after that. And this one is with a blue-haired princess. And now I had my magic armor on. So, like, your sprite changes, you know. For this next card. And that's interesting, I think. And there's some more text that appears. It reads, Arthur, put on your magic armor and open the magic box. I'm sure that the goddess will appear. And this time they read it correctly. <laughs> Good luck, Arthur. I believe that you will defeat Loki. And I was sitting there like, what in the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. I had the magic armor on when I beat Beezlebub. So what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> you know, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it drops you into the start of the game again. And, you know. 
do... I mean, because here's the thing. I'm working from the knowledge of playing the first game. So this is the thing in the first game that happens. In the first game, you beat the final boss, the king, and then it does this. So, like, this happening is not, like, inconceivable to me. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, so I'm, I'm prepared for that. I'm still a little, like, fuck. But I'm prepared for it to be possible. But do they think that I'll play the game again to even see the final boss? They're not even going to let me see it. They're not even going to let me do the battle. They're not even going to let me see the sprite of the end of the game. Are you fucking out of your mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) Yeah, man. I I, I thought it was fucking with me. I played all the way through the, the first boss. And it was, it was funny to me how, like, immensely better I was at the game of the first level, you know? Mm-hmm. Having played through the whole game, like, I could yeah. visibly tell the skill difference and the experience difference. Like, I pretty much coasted through it, through the first stage. But, yeah, I played all the way through that first stage thinking something must be different about this. There has to be something different, and it's not going to make me go all the way through. You know, I, 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 there's, there is some, I can't think of what the fuck it is. There is a game that's done that before where like you think you're replaying the game, but it's, it's a little, you don't have to do it all the way. And it's just like something turns out to be different, you know? So like that would have been cool and fine with me, but that's not it. There's nothing different. It's the same fucking game. It's, I don't even know if it's harder. I think it's just the same game again. And there's no fucking way. I'm just not doing that. I'm not doing it. There's not fucking doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> did you fucking do it, Jay? Dude, I did. And I, I was... So this is what happened to me. This happened and I was sitting there like, what the fuck? This is also... Like I said, I had just started noticing the word practice, you know, like <laughs> level four. So all of this combined, I'm just like, fuck, is it because I lost gold and I only had the silver? I was like, what? Like, and then, so, so I was sitting here, I was like, did I play in the wrong fucking mode? I'm, cause I was at this point, like, I'm not doing this again. That's worse. That, that is definitively worse to think that you did it to yourself had to be Dude. worse. <laughs> I, I was prepared to be like, Josh, yeah. I'm not playing it again. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I eliminated that variable. I eliminated I that variable. Thankfully. So I, I'm sitting here freaking out and like, what the fuck, man? And, and so I'm that at this point, this is when I'm really looking up, like, what do I need to do? And like, something was just like. Yeah, on like the on level four again, this chest you'll get this weapon. Like use that weapon. So I was like, and I, that's when I also would hear things like, oh yeah, you, a common thing to play through. I have to play through the game again. And so I was just like, okay, I'm glad I didn't do the wrong thing. <laughs> first of all, it, but still, like, what the fuck, man, I got to do this again. Like, oh, but then it felt like there was more stuff to fight. But it was also easier for me because I went through it and I was able to kind of just, all right, I'm flying through. I'm just grabbing stuff. And this is when I was like, I'm holding on to the gold armor no matter what. But also at the same time, because I looked something up, I saw somebody like do a special move. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, what? Where where did this magical power come from? Like, how did oh, they... the, you had yeah. used the armor a single yeah. time? Oh my so god! So I'm sitting. It was literally I played through the entire first game. If I, you know what? Like, if if I had discovered that, I might have kept playing. If dude, that would have been when I discovered it, and I was like that had that door open for me there, I might have kept playing because it would have been so like, so oh you my didn't god! Keep playing? You did no, not dude. I dude, fucking turned the shit. No, <laughs> I pulled up a play vid, and it made me really sad inside to do it, dude. It made me really sad, but I was like, I'm not fucking. Dude. No way, dude. 
It was too hard and too much time. I no dude, way, dude. I was. Doing I it again. I felt the same way, and I was I was so angry. That's when I was kind of like, but I think the notion that I, there was this magical power element that I didn't even play. I had all these headaches, right. and I was like, well, so like the second playthrough, even though it kind of seemed like there was more stuff going on, that's when I would like just roll with the magic like firewater and just like eliminate everything on the screen just constantly. So That's I was hilarious. able to just kind of like yeah. speed through and kind of like speed run like, all right, I'm just going to murder stuff and keep going, save scum, keep going and get back there. But I would have, I felt how you felt if, except for like, right. Okay. This, this could be better. All right. And I'm, I was starting to have fun and get it towards the end, but I, absolutely had that moment of rage like i'm not doing this again if i if yeah this, that's such a fortuitous stroke of <laughs> seemingly despair but actually luck to have that discovery happen there to power you through it because yeah i did not have that that motivation at all wow dude yeah. <laughs> i cannot believe yeah no yeah wow. so yeah so i watched this this fucking play bit and yeah it's just a, another full run through the game and i was just i was in there watching <laughs> i'm just like you gotta be fucking kidding me man Dude, so yeah, I, scru- me- I scrubbed through to the end, towards the end anyways. And yeah, the only difference in the whole game, I, I, you know, whatever, we can't really, we have to look at math to know whether the fucking, maybe it is a little harder, I don't know, whatever. But either way, it's not a, it's not a significant difference, it's just uh, certainly just not. more a, enemies, I feel like, more stuff right, is yeah. flying at me all of a sudden on the first stage. That would certainly make sense, I would assume that it's a little different, but it didn't, The what I did play did not necessarily feel like it to me so i wasn't i wasn't whatever it doesn't matter in any event the only real difference is the third treasure chest not any other no it's not like random seed it's not like mm-hmm. the third one in stage five which appears right around the last of the four red devils which <laughs> here's yeah, there's just so many layers to this i beat those four red devils you think i'm just gonna now i'm gonna do something i know is probably stupid like that's what they're that's what that that's what that means is like now I, I I survived that. Now I'm gonna just rain hell down on myself with a fucking magician. No, I'm not doing that, you <laughs> fucking assholes. Go fuck yourself. That's not happening. So oh, that's a real gosh. fucked up part of this aspect. <laughs> but you open that and you get this weapon called the psycho cannon from that one chest. And it's like a, like a, you know, the, I think it's the princess maybe or some, uh, something yeah, similar the, looking the, from the, from the cutscene. She's the one right. that kind of shows up right there. Shows and up there. And, it, 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 yeah. And gives you that, the psycho weapon. And, and by the way, that's a wild ass name for a weapon in the story world, the psycho cannon. <laughs> so interesting choice, but with it and only with it, can you gain access to the Loki battle at the end of the first level? And it doesn't even have it. I mean, you, you don't have to have the magic armor. So it's just flatly lined to you in that in-game copy because you don't need the armor it's good to have it so you can use the magical power of the psycho fucking thing for sure but you don't have to which but the psycho thing doesn't give you a magical power you just use it like, yes it does, it does. no it, it does. doesn't it, it does something i don't it even i don't nothing. know if i remember what it is hold on no. did i even write down what it was for me okay let me just tell you mike's this was my experience if there's something, if there's some special way to use it that I could not figure out, that's on me. But my playthrough experience—it definitely was, has a power. I can't think of what it is. No, no, hand, no. But. My playthrough experience was: I learned that you could use these magical things, 
So the whole second playthrough, I'm like, whatever I'm having, I'm like using these magical powers, which is why I never had the dagger, because at this point I ended up only with like the fire water and like the axes or something, just, just because I was being very much more efficient, good at the game at this point, and I just never was dying. So I'm using those powers and it's freaking great. And once I finally get this new power, I'm like, sweet, I got the, I got the, the princess fairy showed up. Everything's different. I know I finally like made it to the thing I was supposed to do. Did you did you see in the video? So you saw in the video that that you knew you had to open that chest. I knew, yeah, eventually that there was a chest there. I was like, okay, that's well. What I I'm saying, did up. you know that chest though? Did you know it was that chest? No, I just knew it was a chest. So I was just going through like opening. I, I didn't I didn't know it was that specific one until I ran into it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like look at that detail of the video. Yeah, I mean that's but the yeah. thing, dude. Like, yeah, I, I never you know like going back to like have it like I. I hated those chests. I never in a million years would have been checking every chest. And you you absolutely, if you don't open that chest, it'll send you back again. It'll well, make you do it I, again. But I ignored, I, I knew what chest to avoid. Like, so stuff, uh, chests that I knew, that I knew had magicians. Because remember, on my first playthrough, I was hitting those chests expecting to fight magicians or get a power-up. So I knew which ones were going to just screw you over. And I still avoided the screw you over ones because... They're, they weren't different. They were still the same. So I still just uh, instinctively just kind of got there. Well, what was in that? Okay. Well, what was in that chest the first time? I don't know. It's just a weapon. One one of the weapons before. I couldn't tell you okay. which weapon, but a weapon. So a positive yeah. then, I guess. Man, yeah. remember that's fucked up. I don't know, man. That sucks. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just I can just tell you when I got it. We have the screen change. The princess fairy shows up. Awesome. You give me the weapon. I'm super pumped because I'm like, let's see what this magic is. Because I, I waited all this time, made sure I kept my gold. It doesn't charge up. There was no charge up mechanism. It was just having really? this weapon available and just shooting it. So I was like, I, I was like, this swore is they weird. mentioned something in the thing. Not man. for me, hmm. man. I mean, I'll I will <laughs> watch I'll watch a video and like forward it, fast forward it. I'll fast forward this playthrough video I have. But for me, I was just kind of like, yeah. that's a really weird usage to like give you this magical armor where you're powered up. But when I get the special power, I'm not able to charge it up in like in that manner anymore. Like it does, it just is naturally OP to use, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it is lit. I mean, yeah, I guess it's worth talking about. Yeah, you get it, and it's like this. I just the animation is so cool. It's so cool looking. The it kind of looks like you're. It has it has that teal look to it that's really fucking cool. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's just and like that. What it's it's. Hit animation is really fucking awesome. It one guy, shots the freaking red devils. I guess this guy. I mean, he has the meter there, but he's definitely not doing it anything. It doesn't because it doesn't do anything. You have a yeah. meter, it just doesn't. You're like, hey, what's going on here? Nothing. You're just gonna use it. Yeah. Wow. So that was a little bit of a letdown. I was well, kind of like, what? well, like I, I said, Jay, I didn't play, so I don't know. It had no effect on my life. I didn't retain that information. <laughs> yeah, man. And dude, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure. That it will send you back again to the beginning. Can you imagine? Can you imagine playing through the whole game again? And, and you don't know that. And you, like I said, you don't know. It, it's that not can't happen. There's got to be a there's no. Be I don't think it does, like, dude. I'm pretty sure I read that it does. I'm. I think I read that on the fucking Reddit or something. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, it, I would. I would turn the game off and never play again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. Or maybe no way I could save. Or maybe move to Florida and start killing people. Maybe that's what I would do. Because holy fuck, yeah. I mean, no chance, man. 
it's insane. It's insane because it, it's not explicit enough. It's not like I said. It's lying to you about what you have to do with the magic armor. It has nothing to do with the armor, you know. So it's just you, it's not nearly explicit enough. I thought you had to have the magic armor to be able to wield this weapon. That's how I like. I don't know if you. That's what I would have assumed too. But like I said, no, you do not. Really, you do not. Yeah, you, see people you don't have to have that. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that you don't though. Because I interpreted it that way. Like, all right, I gotta have the gold armor to, especially when I figured out that you can't power it up. So I was like, all right, so I just had to have the gold armor to be able to even, like, wield this. Fine. Good enough. That makes a lot of sense and would make me feel better about this whole thing. <laughs> but I don't know if it does. Uh, yeah, just just so really, that's really, that's, whoa, that's fucking, that's hardcore, man. That's hardcore game design. <laughs> that is really hardcore. Yeah. Anyhow... If you can figure it the fuck out and emotionally weather the the road, the long, weary road to it, Loki looks fucking awesome. Like, huge red demon sitting in a throne. He has his own theme, obviously. He shoots beams from his talon-adorned fingers. He fires arrows directly out of his mouth, downward at you. And then, if you, like, stand right there where you want to be to hit his ass. And then also, cluttering up that space you want to be in to actually attack him. He has, he stomps with his huge-ass feet in, the like, the general area that you're in there. So, you know, I mean, I'm just watching, I didn't play it, so I'm just watching the video. It didn't look that bad, you know? The battle, but I'm sure it had to have some level, layer of difficulty to it. You, you, I, you, yeah, you did, right? So. Yeah, of course I did, dude. Okay. Come on, Josh. I finished things. Uh, <laughs> as much as it sucked. But the, <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, it wasn't that bad. It only took me a couple of tries. And that's just because, like, they're, like, if you kind of, there's almost like a sweet spot because you want to kind of shoot up and hit him in the face, like, in his chest. I would get my, I, again, I'm looking at a video. I would guess just like a sea hair off dead center is like the optimal place to be. Right. And that's but, where the, the thing crossing right, things are going to eat you right. and the, yeah. So you're there, but at the same time, there's like a crack that opens up beneath. So like, if you're not paying attention, you just fall in. So you have to end up being oh, really? jumping over his legs. I didn't legs even notice that. I didn't yet, notice that. Yeah. In the battle. So you end up jumping over his knees and it'll just, you can easily get messed up. But like at one point in my battle, like, it, as long as you just stay alive a little longer and keep shooting at him, you can win. Like, I ended up getting hit and losing my armor and just instinctively being like, ah, guess it's time to restart. And I was about to I was about to just, like, like save Scum and go back. <laughs> like, I still had the weapon, but I so I just kind of, like, I stopped myself and just, like, stayed in it, engaged, and beat it. Finished it that time. So I was like, oh. I finished it with, like, no, with my armor off, like, but still had the weapon. It's like but, my, final, my, my Final Fantasy... Chaos battle, like, I'm not going to survive this, but I'm going to ride it anyways. <laughs> oh, I get hit. I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, well, let me just finish it out. Like, oh, look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, yeah. But yeah, I did, That's cool. once you just kind of stayed alive a little, a little longer and keep shooting up, it's, it's it's not bad. It's like, it almost it's almost like it rewards you a bit for like, right. you did all of this to get here. We're not going to make this It's funny you that say that because the final boss in the first one was the same deal. The final boss in the first one was easy as fuck. 
you know. Granted, I didn't play it the second time. Maybe it's a little harder the second time, but I honestly I can't. I, I doubt it is. It was pretty like the the mechanic isn't going to change. I don't think so. Yeah. It, it was so simple, like really, literally nothing. You just stand there at the edge of the screen and just fucking hammer it, and it would it died before it could get to you. You know, so yeah, it was very anticlimactic, and that was probably my biggest. Bitch, well, not no. I had other bigger bitches, but <laughs> it was a it one is was one of my major bitches uh, about the game. The first one was was that the ease of the first, but it, yeah, this looked it was so rewarding visually that even if it was a little easier, uh, I, I, I didn't get that vibe from watching the battle. No, it, it definitely yeah. felt rewarding afterwards. Like I said, I was like, oh damn, I'm gonna die. But I was like, oh, like being able to get into the room with the right weapon and armor this time. When I first walked in, I was like. I'm here. Like, this is finally boss. So, yes. like, it's like, finally I finally happening. freaking did it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, beating it was like, yes. Super completion. rewarding, yeah. I bet. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. <laughs> but, so, yeah, his sweet, you kill him, or you killed him, I didn't kill him. But his sprite gets covered with explosion animations, and then combusts into a bunch of escaping souls that he had captured of all the people in the kingdom. Really cool. And then it fades to Sir Arthur standing in a void. A bird carries Princess Prinprin overhead and down onto the ground next to him. And she lies there dead until her soul flies back into her body. She then stands. They haul ass at each other and embrace. <laughs> Smooches ensue. Then congratulation, yes, singular, uh, appears overhead as the hearts from said smooching pass and fly up through it, through the word, which is kind of cool. And then, whole bunch of copy. <laughs> Loki, Loki restored the ghouls and ghosts world, which had vanished three years ago. Arthur has finally defeated Loki, warrior the strongest in the world. Arthur had known at the time when he defeated the demon that the ghouls and ghosts world might, and that's M-I-G-T-H, and they, of course, mean might, M-I-G-H-T, be restored someday. <laughs> he prepared for the new enemy by improving weapons and giving new, giving magic power to each weapon. And this is like their, you know, I had to like, I read it the first time and I was like, I'm trying to like parse this, like. What? Yeah, it's talking about like, he, he, he prepared these new skills in the interim period before this new challenge was presented to him. I think that's cool that like, you know, that, I don't know. It, 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 it again, it, it gives him, it gives the, that hero, this character, you know, you want, you want your, you want your protagonist to be active. You want your, your protagonist, your protagonist to not have success happen to him. You want him to take it by the bull by the horns and prepare himself and do the work and get there by way of, you know, Good old fashioned, blah blah blah. So like you know, it's, it it does a good job of giving you that in the story here. I think. So if it had not been for the magic power, even Arthur could have been defeated long before he reached Loki. On top of the magic power, Arthur obtained the Psycho Cannon, form not from Valkyrie, and then after a dreadful battle, he finally defeated Loki. And I don't know who that is. Who the fuck is Valkyrie? I don't know what they're talking about there. <laughs> And people's souls, which had been captured in Loki's body, were released in the Princess of Hus, H-U-S, where we haven't seen yet, but I'm guessing it's the kingdom, was revived. The earth has been restored to its peaceful self, thanks to Knight Arthur. However, there is no reason the ghouls and ghosts world will not be restored by someone someday. Is Arthur's battle truly over? And that doesn't make any sense. Like, what do you mean? 
Like what? Like yeah, like there's there's no indication good? that things aren't better now. I guess it's it's right. suggesting that things don't seem better or things aren't better, but that's exactly why they're smooching, right? Things are better. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't exactly add up to me. But you go from that to you are then paraded through a very bizarre sequence of short clips of Arthur beginning each stage, then clips of the beginning of each boss battle. Then it cuts to Prin Prin alone in a castle courtyard, running towards nothing in particular. Then back to Arthur in stage one, doing his lightning magical attack. Then it cuts to a really badass full-screen sprite art image of Prin Prin in Arthur's arms, with both of them looking out into the night sky at a really evil entity of some kind looming down. And the words, the end, dot, 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 question mark, fades in as the tune fades out. Then we cut to the regular game over screen of the words appearing in a, like balls of flame that look pretty awesome. Uh, I guess maybe we should mention we were talking about dying earlier. But like that whole sequence doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's happening there. I don't get it. <laughs> Dude, I thought I almost turned the game off at this point because I was like, all right, I guess that's the end. Like before I even got to the, the end part cause just because of the sequence. Like, it was only because I was like writing some notes down and like the kids were talking to me or something. That I looked up and I was like, oh, there's more stuff happening now. Like, <laughs> just like the end sequence, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like that, that in slide, that in picture with that thing being in the sky, um, backs up that uh, suggestion that things aren't better. But it doesn't. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't. Know, I just don't know. How, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do. They with like. Information. They like allude to like making a sequel. Like, did they already decide they were going to make a ne- another game? Like, which what? is fine, and I'm even expected. But you still need to it's have just weird. Re- you just said like everything's restored, but there's no reason to think things are restored. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. That's what I mean. They're neat. Like yes, you can still have the looming possibility that. The evil could return. You haven't done everything you need to do. The quest continues. But there needs to be some level of reprieve. There needs to be some level of, like, I can take a breath now. That's why we stopped playing, right? (laughs) Like, otherwise, let's keep going. Let's get it done. I'm here. I put all this work in already. Let's keep going, you know? I'm not doing that, but you could have done that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, a little fucking, just a little weird of an end, I think. It's all cool. Like, the art's cool. And, like, I don't know. It's cool, but... Yeah, that, that in sprite art image is beautiful, but uh, it kind of remind me the thing in the sky looks a little like the art in Ninja Gaiden, the that evil right? boss. It looks super in evil. Yeah, kind of just like that purple, whatever thing, like the face with the shit spreading out from inside yeah. of it. Anyhow, that is fucking ghouls. Ghouls and go- I can never get it right. Ghouls and ghosts, goblins, ghosts, 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 ghosts guy, a whole some see a whole bunch of shit, some evil ghosts, things. Ghouls, and goblins. Yeah, what are that some something with an apostrophe in some some things with an apostrophe in for sure. Force theme from level four bringing us into the verdict. 
what do we think here? Man, the play the whole fucking thing again shit is cold. It's really cold. <laughs> so and, brutal. Yeah, and the the frigidness of it is exacerbated immensely by not even letting you fight the final boss. See that amazing sprite until you do it. And yeah, at least in the original, they let you like You know, that's a lot of it's a lot of time and effort and a lot of fucking difficulty to just give you nothing at the end of it. It's tough, man. That's a really tough decision. <laughs> and as much as I hate that, it's again, it's no accident. It's a design decision. Like I said, it's this is it's the exact very close anyways to the exact same thing. Making you play the game twice, two installments now, it's part of the game franchise. And just because I tell someone to go fuck themselves, and I absolutely am telling Capcom to go fuck themselves, <laughs> it does not mean they have to listen to me. They can stand their ground and say, no, you go fuck yourself. This is the game we're making, and you deal with it, little gamer bitch. And, and that's admirable artistry, and I'm going to begrudgingly support it and commend them for it. And outside of that, man, this is a great game. And, you know, I did not do the research of hearing that it was game of the year in so many venues or from so many reviewers and such, but it makes total fucking sense to me. The graphics and the music are absolutely awesome. The sprite art is up there with the best on the Genesis. And, and I mean that moving forward. Like, what we're going to see over the next fucking... I mean, the Genesis hangs around to like 95 or something, 94, yeah, like 95. 95 so another five years of, of development on the system. And I think it hangs in there. If it doesn't, you know, it might be, period, the best we're going to see. Um, specifically in this genre, or not specifically, but especially in this genre. Um, so that's wild. <laughs> that it's, you know, it's one of the first games and it does that great of a job is incredible i think um it's there's so much originality and effort clearly going into every single enemy design like there's just no not a single one actually and i hadn't thought about it like that like there's not a single enemy in the game where you go that was just a fucking that's in a million other games you know every single sprite every enemy even something even things were like yes there's you know a fire bat like i'm that's elsewhere but like the sprite is unique, original, and the mechanics of it coming out of the fire columns, like, that's not just, they don't just appear, they have some, a reason for their creation, you know, it's just like, there's so much effort into every little component of it that, that's fucking great, and the control mechanics are not my favorite, that jump thing fucking sucks, but just as the play it twice shit, that is consistent with the first game, that's in there too, so, like, that's intended, they know it's there, they want it to be that way. They built a game around it. They impose difficulties that exploit it. Like, it's all, uh, what do you call that? Uh, intelligent design, you know? So, it's, it's. I don't, as much as I might find it frustrating, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means I can't do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. or whatever, you know. I, I guess probably a lot of people can't do it. But still, it's, in it's intentional, and that is hard to criticize. And I think most of all, it just felt like such a video game, dude. Did it not? Like, 
something about the experience, because I had no prior exposure to it. It playing the game on my lap on my fucking laptop with granted original controller, but still not on a Sega Genesis, not on a CRT in fucking Florida, <laughs> like at age fucking forty, like it put me in front of a CRT at Christmas 92 and made me feel like I did when I was first being blown away by what this system was capable of projecting onto a fucking TV. Like, it gave me that feeling. And the idea that you could generate that kind of emotional response in the player 30-plus years after the game's release, like, you bet your sweet ass it gave King Lorik's blessing and mine too. Like, that is a really, really strong development job you know strong words strong words indeed indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah I mean I see your point I get your point 100% I was resistant to even play this game I mean you know that <laughs> just, even when I would see this character on Marvel vs. Capcom a game Marvel vs. Capcom 3 I enjoy playing it on the Xbox Whenever I see Arthur in that game, I'm just like, why would I want to be this nerdy dude in a freaking old school knight costume with a freaking lance? Like, it looks corny. I don't want to play the game. I don't want to play the game he's from. So it was just kind of like heavily resistant. And yeah, surprisingly, did I have fun? I did have fun. Like I told you, like I it definitely got to the point when I started the second run through, even though I was pissed, <laughs> like... I had gotten to the point where I felt good enough to where it was like, I don't want to get hit. Like, I'm going to keep my gold armor at all costs. And, you know, like, I'm going to, I had strategies to beat things. and I'm going to fly through this. And so, like, the second playthrough, as annoying as it was to have to go back through again, was far quicker, dude. Far quicker. Because I was just, again, I was using the magic thing, but I was also like, I know what I'm doing now. I'm fucking smashing through things. Yeah, I didn't, dude, I didn't yeah. mention, but I... I did that first stage, I watched the video, and saw what had to happen, and I didn't mention it, but I did go back in. I played a little further. I got, I think, I can't remember where I stopped, Stage late stage two, maybe maybe I got to three, I don't think so, I think it was late stage two. So I played it a little more, and it was hard, and I died, and I was like, mm, fuck this, just, you know, got out of my life. But yeah, it, it did, it, 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 I guess what I'm getting at there is the satisfaction of being better at it was very satisfying like i said like, even that first stage i could immediately tell it was better and that felt good and, yeah. and that is a strong thing too i think yeah i digress sorry i mean <laughs> having that no having that there i mean it was it was fascinating i didn't think because i was so angry because it was definitely <laughs> so much toughness like so much saves coming trying to get my sea legs underneath me figuring out like how this game works since there's so much trial and error as we've talked about. Like it's just you don't know it until you go through it. They're like, yep, don't stand there again. That's <laughs> you stand there. You think you can stand there, but you can't. You know, just so much of that. And even with that, like, I thought I would hate it, but I didn't hate it. I surprisingly had fun. I would recommend it to someone else. And if they had a remastered version, like, hey, let's remaster this with like some super sweet graphics like now current generation. I would play it again. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I would play it again. So yes, blessing bestowed. Dope, dope. Yeah, I you know I didn't. I guess I didn't say that either, dude. I was absolutely sure you didn't go through a second time. I was. I really? Was, yeah, I didn't think there was any chance in hell that you played dude, this. The whole game took me two days. Like I, I was, I, I was playing. I told you you could chug if you want. Yeah. And then like 
I was going through and I, that kind of happened. I was like, oh, fuck, whatever. You know, and I got to the point <laughs> where I kind of had to adult and do other things. But then, like, the next day, like, yeah, I was, I just got into a, mo- a zone. Once you kind of get going with the controls where you're just locked in, it's like, nope, I know what, jump, jump, keep going, like, just lock in and focus. And I was like, wow, this, okay, all right. Uh, so, surprisingly such a video game bit. such yeah. a video game yeah no yeah dude yeah yeah very strong I, I, again i you know it's always podcast is incredible in that regard that it forces you into these situations because yeah i mean you know this is I, I have so much love for the genesis and i i know that it's a blind spot that pre-sonic era and like the fact that there's games in there that I just out of you know just i could fucking lived up 30 years without <laughs> knowing about is fucking so crazy to me and this is one of them wow can't believe i played this game good game recommend yep. it yes yes fire it up so next we will play or we will read we'll probably play some stuff too but we will read game pro 13 you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on the podcast platform of choice that you do engage them on or any other for that matter the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. The link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist is in the show notes. There's the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down on Reddit. And we don't have a Patreon, but if you'd like to give money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. Ablegamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. They're dope, and proceeds on those after pot expenses go to Able Gamers. Jay, what are your socials? Gentleman JB without the second E is my gamer tag, and where you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and those places when I do post. I am on Twitter at Josh Folan. There's some really hot Buffalo Bill shit going on in there right now. If you want to pop over to that, and I am on Instagram at my shift key is broke, and that is also what my Oculus gamer tag is. If you want to get fucking annihilated in Labyrinth. Walk about mini golf like Jay is about to in a couple of hours. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>